Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Andrew Velez and River Brown. This is now episode 175. In this episode, we are going to preview the second round matchups, talk about the Nets getting swept, the Sixers potentially blowing a 3-0 series lead, and more. A quick Patreon shout out to Icon, No Cap Anthony, Kayla Baker, Travis Toomer, Drew's the Goat, Holmes 206, Nyree Baylor, your boy Nick, Pimp Chimpin, Jake the Snake, Corrupt, G-Bug, Kobe, Dylan, Afosa, Mason, Rico the One, Gentile Drew, Cade MVP, Mark, SP4Z Shot, Jordan What, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the Goat, Matthew Jimenez, Mayo, Andre, Matthew, Peter, Daniel, Ben, William, Ruthless, Rootster, Sensei Stevie, Joel B, S.A. Crimes, Kevin S, Eagle, Dalla, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funkled, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Greg, Cole, Liam, T. Grove, 17, Tua Sucks on Ka, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, Aaron, It's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy, Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Muffins, Dave, John, Sean Triplett, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, George, Hakari, Mateen, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua, man. Let's and go. Danko Hawkins from YouTube. YouTube members. Shout out Danko. Yeah. Yo, shout out Dylan, shout out Hikari, shout out Novel. Funny story yeah, about yeah. shout out uh funny story about Novel actually. So yesterday we were on the the voice chat and, and Discord. Oh, Mr. Hollywood yeah. joined the yeah, Discord. Facts, man. I was trying to trying to get back in touch with the guys. And um we were talking me and Novel and he was talking about his his sister and she's a nurse apparently. So okay. I was like, "Yo, what's her name?" Cuz you know how my Twitter name is first responder Drew cuz I'm I'm going to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. So all I was trying to do was, you know, throw first responder in front of her name. Like a respectful human being. He goes, why you want to know that, bro? I was like, bro, you think I'm trying to get with your sister? Like, what's going on with you right now? But that was funny. But shout out to them, man. We chopped it up for a minute. Yeah, for sure. And today we actually have something uh, special to show you guys. Before we do that, I actually want to shout out a a user in our Patreon who just recently joined. Oh, give him a, give him the whole round of applause. His name on Twitter is Anthony Icon. He has an Anthony Edwards profile picture. Okay, okay. Anthony he's, Icon sounds fire. He's Anthony always, Icon, that is hard. He's always active under my tweet, so I got to give him that shout that's out. Real. And there I appreciate go. everybody that's active on the Pick Aside Twitter, our Twitters, whatever Twitter. They've Thank been you going guys crazy. There we go. I told you. I told you. Your time jumping. was coming. I told you your time was coming. Yeah, my, my <laughs> I told go. y'all, like, once on Twitter, once you get that initial initial momentum, nah, you start dear. to get those All my followers. tweets, 10, 10 likes up, 10 likes up, and they'll just be growing, growing, growing. I'll be at a case soon. Just there you go. On. That's it. You have 500 right now, so you might about to be on 500 it. and what, like th- two? 500, two, three? 520, maybe something. I'm like saying that. months. Three, how, two, three months? Oh, yeah. I like, yeah, something like that. You're going to be there in two months. I, I believe it. Yeah. In two months. Definitely by the summer. Definitely by the summer. Definitely. So before we get on to the actual show, uh, for those of you that listen to the pod, you know that last week it was Riv's birthday. And Serge and Dom were nice enough to send this package to Riv. Uh, they have they told us it's a jersey. Oh, really? And Riv, yeah. let, let's see. Open it up right now. Let's see what you got. Let's see what your present is. Do you have any guesses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus, I already know what it is, bro. <laughs> Yo, if it's what I think it is, they're clouds. 
Oh my goodness. Yo, imagine imagine spending money on this. This is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nah, turn around, turn around. There you go. It's a Bruce Brown jersey. Nah, that is you know, I told him I was going to throw it in the garbage, but because they're loyal fans. I'm going to keep are. it. I'm going to definitely Are you going to wear it for the show? I'll throw it over. Real, real. Bruce Brown. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually the best player on the Nets, though. No, by far and away. Yeah, this series, hell yeah. By far he's and undoubtedly. Away. Yeah. Hell he's yeah. still horrible. Would you want him on the Bulls? Fuck no. <laughs> 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 nah, I couldn't watch him. Nah. Nah, if he was him. on the Bulls, I'm sure you would not be mad. We're going to rock We're gonna rock him for the night. Yo, though. it looks tough. I'm going to be honest. It looks nice. Yeah. yeah, it looks good. We're going to rock the Bruce Brown for the night. Maybe there we go. Maybe I could spew out some great takes with this Bruce Brown. Maybe. Dude. Maybe he'll this come through you. embarrassing. It so looks good. Clean. At least it facts. Yeah. Shout out to Dom and Serge. I knew was, I knew they were gonna do it. They said they were gonna do it. I didn't believe them, and then they did it. I'm like, ah. Right, Yo, when's our package coming in? I don't know. Nobody gives us jerseys. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, like the other package. Pause. What? What package? What's going on? Oh. All right, guess we're going to talk oh, about Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I, NBA stores delivery suck, They're man. playing, man. Bro, and you know what's the thing? I ordered something off of the NBA store, and I, I'm actually curious to know if any of you guys have a similar experience. I ordered a jersey off the NBA store. Because I know that they have shipping delays, I intentionally said I, I checked off the option of one-day shipping. <laughs> one-day shipping. Listen, I want my package tomorrow. Right. They send me a notification, despite <laughs> me paying for one day shipping, that oh. it's not going to come until May. I hope you got your refund. No. I actually didn't. I didn't get my Amazon refund. does that sometimes too. Like you do the one day and it'll come in like four or five. Well, that's days. why you got to do Amazon Prime. Are you an Amazon Prime? Member? Yes. All right. Well, but sometimes you know I can't. I can't it. control what happens outside. Of course. So. I'm gonna be honest. That's an, whenever. I order something off of Amazon. I know I'm getting it in two days. I'm not going to front. True. Yeah, no, That's why hit, I'm shocked. They, they, no, they, they did it one time. They violated it. I was hurt. Yeah, they slave their workers, bro. They get those <laughs> packages on time. <laughs> <laughs> UPS slave the workers. That's facts. UPS That's is facts. crazy. I remember I was Amazon working. is worse, bro. You think, no. I, yeah. I used to, bro, I used to work. Yeah. UPS, they had you picking the 100 pound bro, boxes the fact, up. The, the same thing that, in Amazon. The fact that really? people pay mm-hmm. for Prime, they have a duty to make sure those packages get there. Makes sense. UPS. I used to work at UPS. I was a package uh, um, handler, so you know I unloaded the packages on the truck. People would come from Amazon to UPS. Like Amazon is horrible, <laughs> and they would you would get paid more. Like I think Amazon workers they make like, like sixteen dollars, sixteen like, eighteen yeah. at least. When I was working, yeah, they just bumped up right. At yeah, when I was at UPS, I was getting paid like uh, ten or twelve, I think. And Amazon was sixteen, and people will come back and say like it's not even worth it. That's like, crazy. That extra. When I was at UPS, I was working there. I went there for like a day. I ate McDonald's for I went. There. I'm thinking this shit about to be light. I go in you there. Threw up. Nah, I didn't <laughs> throw up. I was sweating death. And the dude, he pulled up with the car. You know the cars they have. He's like, Yo, you sweating up there, young blood? And I was like, Come on, man. <laughs> you ain't gotta there. do me like this. <laughs> he jumped up there like, Yeah, you slacking. You ain't ready. I'm just like, Bro, these shits is mad heavy. <laughs> yeah, like, they are. It's funny because you say that like an old head. Like they, they come over and say like, You slacking, man. You ain't ready. Like I don't want to ever be ready. Yeah, like, you no, see slavery, no. bro. He he talked no. about something. Yo, I'm clocking twelve hours. I'm like, You crazy. I, I quit like after one day. Like, <laughs> nah, I couldn't do that. I, I managed to have that job for a while, for I think for like almost a year. You um, better than me. But I didn't work full time. I worked part time. So me too. I didn't work too much. But it, my job was fun because I worked with people who were 
I was friends with and we laughed yeah. all the time and talked about basketball. That's lit. Yeah, so I feel like when you have jobs like that, like jobs that you know are kind of temporary jobs and it's really hard work, it, it makes it better when you when you yeah. have people who are you're really cool with. That's how I was at Amazon, but I got fired. Yeah, we was playing too much. We was playing way too much. You got fired at Amazon. Yeah, we was playing way too much. <laughs> Same thing, like delivery. Nah, yeah, I wasn't. I was. We was doing loading one day when I got fired, and it was this dude. Like he had, he had the red jacket, and I had me and him had a little bit of beef. He was the boss, so me and my man's we was talking in the in the in the alleyway for like an hour. We we didn't realize what time was just going past. He called us. He's like, "Yo, what y'all doing?" And then he he had the Jamaican accent, so he's just talking to us, talking to us, and I'm like the way you staring at me, I'm staring at him like that. And I just walked away. Like, I just walked away from him. <laughs> and he just looked at my mans. And my mans was just like, I don't know. And he was just like, nah, he's done. And I just walked away, went back to my truck. And uh-huh. then they came back like, yo, I heard you disrespected the boss. I was like, nah, I just, when he stopped talking, I walked away. But he took that as disrespect, so he fired me. Have you ever got fired from a job? No. I've never gotten fired from a job, but I've quit plenty. <laughs> I've quit. I've quit a few. I got fired. I got fired when we was at uh, what's the name? Oh yeah, <laughs> when we were security, work security. Yeah. I was working Sky Zone. I quit. I didn't give two weeks notice. <laughs> I never do. Uh, that. No, uh, I was working at D Pasquale. I didn't get fired. I didn't quit. It was like a mutual like schedules conflicted, so okay, I just yeah, couldn't yeah. work there anymore. But I left Target on such a bad note. Like, <laughs> <Target>. <laughs> I was. I used to work at Target and. Um, I was over it, bro. I was working for a couple months. I was already over it. I knew like I was done. They had me scheduled for the week. And I, w- I just didn't show up for any of my shifts. <laughs> and Target, the way they pay you is that they pay you every two weeks. And I didn't have direct deposits, so the money didn't come in directly. I had to go pick up the check physically. <laughs> so I had not come into work for like two weeks. And then when the day came for me to pick up the check, which is like on a Friday, I went. I went in. <laughs> and then they're like... The fact that you're here, <laughs> you have some nerve. No, and then, and then, she, and then she was like, "You didn't show up for any of your shifts," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, sorry about that." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm here to pick up my check," and she's like, "Just make sure you don't do this to your future employer." <laughs> I just give my check, and I just left, and uh, I just you know, I do that, that job so much. suck or it it wasn't horrible, but I I get when I don't like doing something, I get tired of it very quickly. And I don't have enough tolerance to do things the right way, so I kind of I kind of leave every every job I've been at, outside of maybe like one or two, I've left on bad terms. Like I said, like I, I would just I just don't show up no more, bro. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I just I don't, don't tell you up. I'm quitting. I don't tell you two weeks. I'm just not coming anymore. And I I do that because you know, employers they are they don't have they don't. They aren't obligated to give you a two weeks notice if they're about to fire you. They just fire you. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm done with this job, why do I have to give you a two weeks? Oh no, notice? I'm with you. And then yeah, when you try I'm to call you. me, I blocked everybody's it, number. Especially when it's like some ringy dink regular ass job. Yeah. No, no discredit to to Target. If you guys work at Target, shout out to y'all. What a wuss. No, you still gotta respect them because you know some people are really. Putting nah, everybody their time, got their got their story, got their struggle. Gunna, you know? Gunna said it best. Uh, uh, nine to five. That's cool. But making money's cool. Nine to five is cool. But don't you? think that people who work at these like fast food places or they these jobs like here. they kind of know that this is not where i want to of course stop at. no definitely like i want to i want to advance definitely at least i hope most people do but my whole that. point being i don't really care like it, yeah this isn't the end all be all for me 
Yeah. So that's really what I was yeah. going to say. I definitely, for anybody listening, I definitely don't judge anybody for working. No, at of those course places. not. Because course I've not. worked at I've worked at KFC. <coughs> I've worked at Target. I've worked at UPS. I was going to say I I've worked, worked at security. Zone. I've worked everything. I worked at Skyzone for like three, four years. It's a trampoline place. Yeah. I applaud you because I ain't working in no fast food ever in my life. No, that's crazy. I respect that. For I worked real. at KFC before. How was that? I was eating grilled chicken in the freezer. <laughs> they used to have them on. I, I used to like, yo, this grilled chicken go crazy. <laughs> so KFC freezer. was good eats? Yeah, I only worked it for like a week, though. Oh, why? Um, We're so off to you. It's like 20 minutes of just bullshit. I only worked there for a week because I just, the, the manager was, I didn't like her. Like, she was very bossy. I just wasn't with it. Uh-huh. And I don't know. It just was, I just, I didn't want to work there. Like, I was over it. So I worked there for a week, and then... I just didn't show up. I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Hey, listen, not the worst thing, right? It, the thing about... Probably those, saved you from eating KFC like every single yeah. day. <laughs> and it's funny. Ironically, I was very skinny at the time, too. Yeah, I was very skinny at that time. And you were eating grilled chicken. That should have put you in shambles if you went oh there every God, day. Oh, my God, bro. Your cholesterol would be toast. The thing about that, though, is that um, <clears throat> but with the jobs that I just walked up and left, for the most part, like you have to be smart about it, too. Like If you know that you're not going to or you don't intend to cross this path again, mm-hmm. then it's okay. But like, if you're actually like in a profession <laughs> that you want to do, like, let's say you're an accountant and you have an accountant job at like, I don't know, H and R block or whatever, you know, you probably should put your two weeks notice in for that. For sure. But if it's like a regular job like that, like a fast food place, like, I would just walk out. Because it's one like, of those that if you put it on a resume, like, can we contact <laughs> your yeah. employer? I tell them no. <laughs> don't you call. say yes. No. Don't because call they're never going to call. They're nope. never going to call. Always and say yes. I feel like post pandemic has made a lot of people realize um, their own self worth when it comes to these type of jobs. Definitely, Facts. because you look at a lot of these places, they're not able to fill up their staff because they underpay these workers, and because the work that you get for the amount that you pay, it just doesn't correlate. That's fact. So post pandemic, people are realizing that you know if you don't at least up to what we're getting, we're not going to work in this type of job. So that's why you see a lot of these jobs like Wendy's, Taco Bell, like they've raised their pay. A lot of these fast food chains have raised their pay because they know that in order for people to work at those places in this economy, you got to do it. Like nobody wants to work after the after the pandemic. It's kind of people have opened up their eyes to like, I can do more with my time. Mm-hmm. And there's also a lot of people working from home now since the pandemic mm-hmm. hit, which is exactly the ultimate finesse. Exactly. Yeah. We got very off topic. Let's start the really show. Care, Riv nice. with his Bruce Brown jersey. We're, we're <laughs> recording very late today. Bye. Super late, yeah. man. I'll tell you what, but I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling very I'm sharp feeling for some reason. Amazing, but I am still I was super sleepy right before we started the podcast and the podcast starts my energy. And you kinda just get like a rush of a When I walk in, the, the energy just you feed off riff. Yeah, you think so? Because you came in and I was like, damn. It's this time. guy <laughs> they they God. <laughs> it's time. They God. You know, I walked in, it's time. It's like when you know when like a promo hits in WWE and The Rock finally shows <laughs> the up, music hits, music hits, everybody <laughs> get lit. It's t- like it's time. That was a cool analogy. All right, let's go. You have the Bilkin jersey on, and this is our first topic of the show. The Nets got swept by the Boston Celtics, and a lot of Never things went doubt. wrong throughout their season. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna recap. We're gonna talk about also what are they gonna do moving forward. We have this Ben Simmons dilemma. We have Kyrie Irving. He has to get an extension now. Uh, they have some key free agents. So, I mean, first of all, where did things go wrong for the Brooklyn Nets? And how do you move things forward in the right direction? I'll start with you, Riv. <laughs> so, for me, I picked Brooklyn in six. 
and I was wrong, but I, I didn't have any. I didn't Casual. have any, you know, any feelings towards either team in the series. I kind of went in neutral. Didn't care who win. Um, hey, you thought you were being smart in a casual move. Boston had a simple game plan. It was so it was so simple. Like the, this defensive scheme was pretty simple. We're just gonna force Kevin Durant to help side. We're gonna make Kevin Durant become a passer. We're gonna make Kyrie become a passer. And after you know game one, you saw Kyrie explode for thirty points, and it, it looked amazing. Kevin Durant didn't show up. Game two, they blew it. The Nets could have won that game. And then game three and game four, Brooklyn. I mean, Boston just put their stamp on it. Kevin Durant, towards the end of the season, we thought was elevating as a playmaker. You know, he had a lot of double-digit games. He was making the right reads. All he had to do in the series was make the right reads, but I think a lot of that was he didn't trust his teammates. Another thing was he kept thinking he had to be that guy. He was forcing a lot of shots. You know, credit to Jason Tatum for his one-on-one defense, but also credit to Boston and Udoka for their defensive game plan on just throwing 50 bodies at Kevin Durant and just getting physical with him. I love that the refs let them get physical. I love that the refs let them play that playoff basketball that we love to see. And Boston defensively just honed in. They just were amazing on the defensive end. Shout out to Boston. For the Nets, they, I just feel like a lot of 3 and D guys need to come into the program. I think Nash throwing out a lineup with Dragic, Kyrie, and Seth was horrible. You know, three non-defenders. Well, Kyrie's a good defender, but He's, he's, he's on an island essentially against Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. That's not a good matchup. So I think a lot of that needs to play into the fact. I think another big with help Drummond was ass, let's just be honest. Claxton. He was serviceable, but he missed a lot of key free throws. Yeah, he's he, one one game he's just hitting the ball up yeah. in the air doing a lot of weird stuff. Um, Claxton, he's just <laughs> – Claxton – it's just so tough to ah like Claxton. He was I, good this series. He just didn't hit free throws. Yeah, that's like, really what free, it is. But free throws is such a crucial part for a big man because you. they're gonna foul you. You know, but Claxton's still young. He still has. I feel like he has to bulk up. But yeah, for me, the Nets need to get a new coach. Definitely, but at the same time, Kevin Durant, Kyrie said they didn't want to be coached. They said this is how there they was wanted. no head coach, bro. They, they said this KD is how could have been the head coach. Kyrie could have yeah, been the like head this coach. is how they wanted to play. But I think now that they realize that experience is over, <laughs> they, they got humbled. They definitely need to go in. Ben Simmons needs to play. They need to get a lot of 3 and D guys, guys who can defend and hit the three ball, just space the floor. Joe Harris will be back next year. I feel like Seth Curry should stay. He still is that I mean, type he of is. guy. He, he has a year left. No, I mean, they might tra- they oh, don't yeah. trade him like that. Seth Curry should stay, and they should definitely go out. Bruce Brown, he's horrible. I think he's dumb don't trash, cap, but he played. He was one. No, like I, when, I, when, I say when I say he's horrible, it's like I just hate to watch him play. But he was literally no cap, like the most, the best, the most consistent player in the series. I think they should the definitely Nets. bring him back for the Nets. Of course, they should bring him back, but definitely just get some three and D defenders. But this was just, a, I feel like this was just a humbling moment for Kevin Durant, and Kyrie, and they they're not in as bad of a situation as people think. They still have those two guys. Kyrie's probably going to come back. They have Ben Simmons. Would coming you back. bring Kyrie back? You have to. I think like, why would you let him go? You know, I think like Kyrie did have a point in his post game. They didn't play a lot together. And that you can't just, as talented as these teams are, you can't just not play all year and go into the playoffs and think it's going to click like that. It just doesn't work like that. Even the greatest of teams need that chemistry. So I think he should come back. I think it doesn't. the market won't even allow him to go anywhere else because it just doesn't make sense. I don't think Detroit, with their new culture building, he's going to go there. San Antonio, with their culture, I don't think Kyrie's going to go there. Houston, I doubt it. So I think he should just go back, and I think they should just— What makes you think these low-key teams are the ones that are going to want Kyrie? Well, they're the only teams with cap. Okay. There isn't this this year. There isn't many teams with cap. It's like four or five bad teams with cap. You don't think teams will figure it out to make Kyrie? 
Get for Kyrie, what, based off what he's done this year? No. Okay. I think the, the only spot is Brooklyn. But I don't think Brooklyn's in a terrible situation. They still have mm-hmm. a lot of moves they can make, but they're not in a bad situation. All right, so where did things go wrong for the Brooklyn Nets? It actually starts when Kevin Durant goes down because a lot of events transpired Ooh. after that. You had James Harden playing by himself because Kyrie couldn't play because of the vaccine mandate. And Harden realized the supporting cast around him was not ideal, not fit to really compete at a high level. So Harden becomes disgruntled. Now Harden wants a trade. And suddenly Harden's now off the nets and now on to the 76ers. And now you get Ben Simmons. You get Seth Curry. Kevin Durant comes back into the lineup. Now the vaccine mandates were uh, put away and, and Kyrie Irving's ready to play. But by then it was too late because these guys weren't able to gel. And you had before the Kevin Durant injury, the nets being a top two team in the East. Were they number one yeah. when before, Kyrie, uh, before KD goes down? And then Katie goes down, and really just every piece just started to fall with that. And Kevin Durant coming back, he still wasn't able to to get the team fully back to what they were. They were playing very inconsistent basketball, where some nights him and Kyrie were out of their out of their minds, playing ridiculously great. And then some nights they just looked like shell of themselves defensively, where were were nowhere near where it needed to be to to really compete at a high level. And then we get down the stretch into playoff time, and against the Cavaliers, where we see KD and Kyrie really dominate the game. They start to to slack off, and we start to see their defense really become a liability against an offense that really was Darius Garland-based, and outside of him, they had nothing else going. So that was a red flag for me. Defensively, they had always had red flags for me. Offensively, I shouldn't have been thinking about KD or or Kyrie's uh, scoring talents or abilities at all because that was supposed to be a lock. Now, here we go. We come into the series against the Celtics, and... You can't get KD and Kyrie on the same page on the same night. Game one, Kyrie Irving was out of his mind, was probably the best performance by a Nets player in the series. I'll give KD his flowers for what he did in in game four, but down the stretch kind of ruined it for me. And then game two, both KD and Kyrie are relevant. Game three, KD and Kyrie are irrelevant. Game four, KD was, was great for a majority of the game, but we see Tatum go get... Smoked them free throws. He fouls out. You would think that... Here are the Nets with a, a, a strong opportunity to at least take one. Can't close the game. And somehow, without Jason Tatum, the Boston Celtics win. Of four games, there was a point differential of 17 points, which is telling me that every single game, the Nets had an opportunity to win. Yep. And, and they folded. When you have KD and Kyrie, right? Kyrie was on record saying, I finally got someone I can look at and say, yeah, he can make the shot too. Right? He said that. And you weren't able to close the series out. You weren't, excuse me, forget about the series. You weren't able to close out games, especially when Tatum wasn't even on the floor for one of those. A lot of it stems from from that moment with Kevin Durant going down because then we started to really see the Nets for who they were because Kevin Durant wasn't able to to mask all the imperfections of the squad. And clearly there was a lot of imperfections on this team. But credit to what the Celtics had done. I was very consistent. I've been consistent since the All-Star break. Credit to Riv, but unfortunately, he has now passed the torch of the, the Boston Celtics over to me since he incorrectly chose the, the Brooklyn Nets to win this this series, unfortunately. But the Celtics played excellent defense. Offensively, I wouldn't even say they played great offensively. Where Tatum had his struggles, defensively, he was absolutely unbelievable. The performance that he put on Kevin Durant defensively, Grant Williams, the performance that he put on, on Kevin Durant was excellent. Al Horford has to get his credit. He played great the entire series. Jalen Brown down the stretch of that game when Jason Tatum goes out, Jalen Brown steps up huge. It was a great team effort by the Boston Celtics. 
And it's going to be very exciting to see them in the next series versus Milwaukee. The Celtics are for real. They're legit. They're no a doubt. contender. We'll talk about them more later on in the show. Um, everybody is branding the Nets as this colossal failure um, because they did Rightfully. sign KD and Kyrie. I disagree. And the reason why Come I disagree on. is because... Come on, how expe- can you This is why. The <laughs> expectation for Katie and Kyrie is to win a championship. No That's doubt. the expectation. But it's a bit different than a situation like the Clippers <clears throat> when they got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Because the Clippers, when they had PG and Kawhi that first year, they were healthy. They blew a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. It was supposed to be Lakers versus Clippers in the conference finals. Lakers lived up to that bargain. The Clippers did not. They blew the 3-1 lead. When I look at the Nets, yes, in the history books, it will be looked at as a colossal failure. But when you look at the events that have transpired, first year, you, you, you unite James Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant. Kyrie is injured for the majority of the season. Katie's in and out. Harden is the most consistent player. But then he goes down later in the season with a hamstring injury. In, this, in the first round, they all play. They wax Boston. They they look unbeatable. Versus Milwaukee, James Harden one. now can't yeah. play. Kyrie Irving and KD are, are running it up on Milwaukee. Now Kyrie gets injured. Now James Harden gets get comes back on a grade two hamstring, which we're looking at now might have potentially um, hindered his career. And they were injured. But we all know last year a healthy Nets were probably winning a, winning the championship because they were because Harden and Kyrie were not healthy they did not win <coughs> despite their flaws defensively despite their flaws roster construction wise last year they would have won had they been healthy then you look at this year Kevin Durant plays at an MVP level to start you can tell James Harden is still recovering from his hamstring injury he hasn't been the same since. We still look at James Harden like, where is the Harden of old? Kyrie Irving, this vaccine mandate in New York, has he wasn't able to play home games. I look at the Nets and I just look at a bunch of drama, injuries, drama, and things out of their control in terms of politics-wise. They were never able to fully mesh. Now, they do have some holes in the roster. I think the offseason by me and many was overrated. Paul Millsap proved to be an unproductive player. To know. They brought back Blake Griffin, and he played solid minutes, but for he some did. reason Steve Nash didn't play him down the stretch. The offseason for the Nets was Patty Mills, Blake Griffin, Lamar- LaMarcus Aldridge, and um, I'm, and Paul Millsap, I believe, if I did mm-hmm. not mention him. Mm-hmm. That was the offseason for the Nets. All these guys at this point in their careers, one – not a great fit next to Katie and Kyrie or Harden if you're trying to build something. It felt like the Nets just threw out a bunch of names, a bunch of old names, and thought it would work when it was clear they needed more perimeter depth, they needed more shooters, they needed more spacing. And I don't think outside of Mills, they didn't bring that in free agency. Joe Harris's injury also hurt. That was their best shooter. Sure. He was shooting 46% from the three before he went down. So when I look at the Nets, I'm like, okay, They never had the opportunity to fully be healthy and mesh for a period of time. When we look at those 2019 Clippers, 
people were talking about that team like <coughs> when Kawhi and PG and Pat Bev are like when they're all healthy, they don't lose. And then they blow the lead to the Denver Nuggets 3-1. So that's why for the Nets, I feel like there is some leeway because there's just a bunch of stuff out of their control that happened. And injuries was a main part of that. Steve Nash, I, you know, I'm not a fan of Steve Nash. He was dealt a bad hand. And I don't think, you know, there's, a, you have to be fair to Steve Nash as well. But looking at this series, Kevin Durant played the way Kevin Durant played when he was in OKC. He's just isoing. You look at this series, it was a lot of KD and the Nets offense. You would see times where they wouldn't even pass it once. They would just shoot a shot with 20 seconds left on the shot clock. That's not winning basketball. They didn't pass in this series. Kevin Durant, the adjustment for him, people were criticizing him for not being overly aggressive. The adjustment for him was to be passive and to pass the ball and to be a playmaker. In game four, he did that. He had nine assists, but he did it way too late. He didn't trust his teammates. And I mean, do you really trust them when the corner guy you're looking at is Bruce Brown? Not so much, but there were times when you would see KD dribble on the elbow. He'd see two defenders come at him. Goran Dragic's open at the corner, and KD settling for a jump shot. I trust Goran Dragic to hit that, hit that shot. Or Seth. Yeah, or Seth. I don't know about that. Not this series, at least. No, He's, Seth you was open. You, you I'm not saying this series. Even, but you still have to make the right basketball play. I agree. And Seth is a career. He was a, a no show this Seth series. Seth is a career 40%. Like, make the right basketball play. Think about it. I would rather a Seth open three than a contested midi. I'm, gonna I'm be not honest disagreeing, but so his opportunities. Got to make the right play. And then. You know, we don't even we haven't talked about this enough, I think, in terms of everybody so focused on Kevin Durant because the first guy is the fall guy. Of course. Game one, Kyrie went insane. He was non existent for all the other games. Irrelevant. Games two to four, he averaged fifteen points, shot thirty seven percent from the field and eighteen percent from three. <clears throat> Kyrie Irving has had one great phenomenal playoff series. The 2016 NBA Finals. And that shot has immortalized him as a clutch playoff performer, as this outstanding playoff performer, that series in general. But if you look at Kyrie Irving's body of work in the playoffs with the Celtics, with the Nets now, it doesn't look good. Kyrie Irving is an overrated playoff performer. He's an overrated clutch performer. And he's not a guy that moving forward, I think I can count on in the playoffs. He hasn't shown it since 2016, wow. whether it's been with inefficient play or whether it's been with injuries. You can't trust Kyrie. But like you said, the Nets have to re- bring him back because ultimately this is Kevin Durant's organization. Yep. The plan was KD and Kyrie. My goodness. That was supposed to be good enough to get you I've to been a championship. But you just said for years. I'm glad you said it. Um, I, I like that Nets Clippers analogy though. I think um the next, Clippers had the chance. I think next Healthy. year, like I think it's a little bit of the same in the sense where the Clippers failed. Right, they went and retooled. You know, j- they went and retooled. They got a new coach, got a bunch of new players, and then you seen them. You know, get hurt, but they still make the WCF. I think this is the year. Brooklyn fails. They go in off season. They retool, and they can definitely make a bounce back. They just have to retool properly. Same with the Clippers did. They realized they messed up. They got humbled, just like the Nets. They got humbled. Now you have to go retool and build the better roster. And I think Brooklyn's in a good position because although Kyrie is overrated, that's who Kevin Durant wants. And Ben Simmons is still 
you know, as much as we clown his offense, defensively, we can never disrespect no him doubt. as a defender. 100%. So you still got him. He's young. He's on the contract. You just got it. Seth is on the contract. So I think you still have enough where you can go and build a solid <laughs> roster around Kevin Durant and Kyrie. You have a whole offseason to do it. So I, I, that was interesting. I actually like that analogy. Now they just have to retool. Next year would be the really the look year because, like you said, they've been hurt multiple times. Early prediction, you think Steve Nash is gone? He should no, be. he's not gone. He's he, going to he stay. He should be gone. I think he's probably gone. I think he's staying. Uh, Kevin Durant has already vouched for him and support. Um, the Nets organization, there's been reports already that they're not going to make him the fall guy. So I think Steven Nash is staying. Um, the thing about the Nets, though, is that paying Ben Simmons, KD, Kyrie, they don't have money to go out and, and spend yeah, on free agents. They're in a bad spot. And Kenny Smith made this analogy on a, well, he made this point, and I thought it was a great one on Inside the NBA, that what veteran wants to go ring chase in Brooklyn when the veterans you acquired in <coughs> Millsap and Griffin who were coming to ring chase Got no minutes. They didn't play. So what veteran player who probably still has some left in the tank is looking at Brooklyn like, I want to play there because they're probably looking at it like, I just saw what they did with Blake and Paul Millsap. They didn't play. So why am I going to go there and take less money? The Nets are going to improve by one of two ways. They're going to either trade Seth or Joe Harris. Oh, wow. Or they are going to or they are going to bank on players like Kessler Edwards, Cam Thomas, Dayron Sharp, uh, rookies they drafted this past draft to develop. I think Kessler Edwards is the one that you look at like he's exactly what Brooklyn needs. He was a rookie this past season, so we couldn't play him much into the fire, but he's a solid defender. He's a solid shooter. He's the one that I look at that next year can be a pivotal part to what they do. I think they just, like, I agree with what you said. Also, they need to bank on Nick Batum type of guys. Remember when Nick Batum, before the Clippers, people would call him cooked. Charlotte was horrible, situation like that. He goes to the Clippers, kind of makes his career good again. You know, same thing with Roku. You know what I'm saying? he was People were calling him horrible in Portland. He wasn't that good. He goes to the Clippers. Now, all of a sudden, you see the defense is there. The three-point shot is back. So, I think, like, players like that are people kind of forgotten. They the Clippers. I mean, the Nets definitely need to go and try to see if they can still bring life out of those guys. Blake Griffin, they did that last year. You know, he he had a little bit of life to him. Paul Millsap was cooked from the moment he started playing ball back over there. So I think with Blake Griffin though, they they kind of not a hundred percent got that one, but it was like last year. You know, you saw in the playoffs against Milwaukee, he was huge for them against Boston. He was good, so they got a little bit of life out of him. So I think if they do that again, but with smarter players, I think they'll be okay. You know, they they're they're not. In the term, there'll be a playoff team next year, no doubt, in my mind. Definitely, as long as you have Katie and Kyrie, you'll make the playoffs. At least should. Something that everybody was looking forward to in this series was a potential Ben Simmons return. We know he didn't return. He got a lot of backlash for not returning. <laughs> Reggie Miller called him out. Uh, people were calling him weak for not returning. Now, the Nets and Sixers made the trade. Ben Simmons for James Harden. Essentially, the Nets did get Seth Curry, Drummond, and two first-round picks along with Ben Simmons and the Sixers got Harden and Millsap. Looking at this trade, did both of these teams lose it? I'm going to be honest. The answer is, I'm going to say that the Sixers lost it right now, but the Nets is a still wait and see because we haven't seen Ben. The only reason why it hurts is because you haven't seen Ben play at all and you're going to give him $35 million. What hurts with James Harden is you're clearly not getting the player that you thought you were getting, and you have to pay him $45 million over however many years you decide to have him on your team. 
That's the reason why I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, yes, I think Philadelphia lost this trade, but I still think that the Nets have yet to really fully lose it until we see Ben Simmons play. I'm looking at him from this lens. The Sixers traded away Seth, Ben, for James Harden because James Harden is a, a an amazing playmaker who was supposed to be a great shot creator, a consistent scorer for them, and was going to be able to benefit Embiid's game tremendously. Now, Embiid has continued to be a dog this season, MVP candidate, top three at, at the minimum, but James Harden has been the one that has been lacking because of his inconsistent aggression. He has not been aggressive completely since coming to Philadelphia. He came in the first three games. He was emphatic. He was unbelievable. And then we started to see him go back into his inconsistent ways. And we're seeing it here in this Toronto series. Now, for the Nets side, Ben Simmons still has a chance to right his wrongs so long as next season he come back, he plays, and is, a, and is at least focused on basketball. Until he plays, you can't fully say that he lost it. But right now, as we stand... These two teams made this this trade because they wanted to win a championship. Right now, the Nets just got swept, and the 76ers are struggling right now. When they were up 3-0, now it's a 3-2 series going to Toronto for Game 6, as we stand right now. I'm, I'm not looking at it as anywhere near to a success unless you win this championship because this move was made to win a championship, and if you do not win one, it was a failure. Vince, uh, I think they both lost. But like you said, I do think Brooklyn has a chance to fix that loss. Well, Ben Simmons specifically <clears throat> For sure. has a chance to fix that loss because he watched his team get swept. He watched his team desperately get cooked on defense. And I understand, you know, mentally he might not be right. He might really have a back injury. But it's like it's starting to become annoying. You know, this whole situation is just like, all right, you know, whatever. I understand why he didn't play game four. You know, it wouldn't make sense. He has to play ball in a year. Cool. That's cool. So Ben Simmons has a chance to rewrite that. With Philly, though, I agree. You know, I think – and I picked Philly to win the series. You know, I, I didn't think Miami would be a cakewalk. I think Miami and Philly would be a very tough series. But James Harden looks cooked, man. But I did – I was reading a report <laughs> earlier today about – one of his trainers was talking – and he was like, James Harden still didn't, he's still like injured. You know, James Harden stood, the hamstring is still bothering him. So they say next, this offseason, he'll have a full offseason of fully recovering from the injury. But, you know, as great as a playmaker he is, he's just, he's not living up to that number two guy. They're not even asking him to be a number one guy. Joel Embiid is that. Easily. They're asking him to just be an effective scorer. And his, his, Scoring just has taken a big dip, and it really sucks because, you know, Harden was one of the best players in the league, and this could have really turned Philly into a championship contender, but nobody's taking Philly serious because, well, one, nobody takes Doc Rivers serious, and two, nobody's taking Harden's, you know, scoring ability serious. And the, although Maxi has looked great, you know, Tobias. He started great. He was, We're going to get into it, so let's not. Yeah, he, he looked great. You know, Tobias has been okay. You need Harden to be that 100%. guy. Like it, those two, Maxie's still young. Harris, we know what he is, but you need Harden to be that guy. So I think at the moment, like you said, this was a championship. This was a move to win the championship. So Philly, for me, I ain't gonna say well, I ain't gonna go all the way and say they don't win the championship. They don't make it at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. This is definitely a failure for me, and I think he'll be back next year because it just doesn't make sense to go anywhere else. Am I wrong by saying this move was made to win a championship? No, you're not wrong, but I wouldn't say it's a complete failure. If they don't want to change at this point in time, with the way that Embiid has been playing at the level that he's at right now, you're telling me that they don't want to maximize that, yeah, and that I, wasn't I, solidified yeah. by trading for James Harden. No, I agree. I think you know, 
getting there, yeah, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think just like a championship, we love to say we love to give teams championship contender titles, and we love to say it's championship or bust. But in reality, championship is hard to come by. Agree. And in the East, there's four teams right now Definitely. that are in the East can go to the championship. So okay. it's like it's tough for me to say, oh, it's just a fail because Miami can beat them. Boston can beat them. Milwaukee can beat them. So I can't like say fully it'd be a failure. Begin to the Eastern Conference Finals is something I expect at minimum for them. But then again, if Harden was Harden, oh, just wouldn't be a discussion. Exactly. But he isn't. Correct. No doubt. He's still an elite playmaker, though. You know, that's the only thing you could say is elite right now of his game. Yeah. Hey, Harden. And I've been telling you guys all year long that he's not the same. All year long? Yes. 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 All year long, mm-hmm. he's been so like, now he's, he's been good, he's back, uh, I hate him, he, he's let me down, he's James been Harden never doubted him, I, I jinxed him, <laughs> nah, no, he's a bum again. No, I've all year long I've said Harden is not the same. And when you watch him, you can tell he's not the same. You know, we even had the, the argument of if he's an elite shooter or not. And now you look at his only job is to spot facilitate up. sometimes and spot up and he's shooting 32% from three. Because James Harden was never an elite shooter. That's a three-point shooter. He never was. Never strong. But he was, a, he was a good one that took some took a lot of threes on high volume, and that's why he got those He was numbers. never an elite spot up. He was a more create up off, create off the dribble. To talk about who won between these two, it really depends on the version the Sixers, the version of Harden the Sixers are getting moving forward. But even with that, like I pose a question to you guys. The Sixers probably are better without Seth than Harden. Like this current version of Harden, if these playoffs, Seth would be more valuable to that team than what Harden is offered. I mean, are we getting the Seth that we just seen? Correct. We're getting the Seth that we've from seen. From Philly, though. From Philly, uh, who's okay, been okay, okay. consistent. James Harden has fallen off so much that, I mean, before the season started, consensus top 10 player. Now he's 20 to 20, 20 to 30. Damn. You can go maybe 25 to 30. (laughs) That's a crazy drop off. Like James Harden, you can name 25 players that you probably take over James Harden right now. Damn. I want to do that really badly right now. Like, for example, a player that ranks amongst the 20 to 30 spot is Brandon Ingram. Would you take Ingram right now or James Harden? You're taking Brandon Ingram. That's fair. He's not lying. He's not lying. Yo, that's take, so crazy to say out loud, but it's okay. fact. Even it's a guy like Pascal Siakam, you're taking Pascal Siakam over James Harden. What's your opinion on that? <laughs> I just I hate Mr. Spinneroni, but yeah, you're right. Yo, take it easy on him, all right? I take spin cycle. Thank you. He's been balling. Yeah, I take spin cycle. The only reason why the Nets may not lose this trade <laughs> is because one, I mean, Ben Simmons is 25 years old. I mean, yep. regardless of what you want to say about him, I feel like. I don't know where the report came from that he was going to play in game four. Um, but I thought it was irresponsible because clearly a player who has been hurt all year long and who was dealing with mental health issues to now for somebody to report, he's going to play for game four um, playoff intensity basketball. Crazy. It, it just, it doesn't make sense. And for those people <laughs> saying, Man, you just got to give your team a chance out there. I mean, we we know what a 3-0 lead is in the NBA. Like it do is we? Yes, we do. Do we? We know what it is. I don't is. know. I we might have that definition changed for us. Okay, but historically we know Correct. what it is. It's Correct. it's basically over. If if this was jail, it's a life sentence unless like playing, that's unless what you're it playing is. Doc Rivers, right? That's what it is. That's what a 3-0 lead is. So Correct. for Ben Simmons to come back when 
one, he probably doesn't he doesn't even help you in terms of offense because of the space and KD needs. For sure. Defensively, his injury, we don't know how he's going to look. I think it was irresponsible for them to put that report out there. <clears throat> and I don't I don't think the back pain thing is is um a lie, you know? There's studies, scientific studies that show that psychological distress causes chronic back pain. So oh, really? Okay. Yeah, like it it's come on man let's just not dig too deep into that I, i'm look it's just a fact and i don't know how ben simmons is feeling That's crazy feeling maybe this is all the facade maybe it's not but i feel like you have to give him the benefit of the doubt you know I, I think a lot of people now they feel like just because these athletes make a lot of money they are immune to emotion uh paul george spoke about it in the bubble when he you know didn't play to his level and ben simmons has experienced that for I mean, he's experienced that at a grander level. But you know what's great about Paul George and, and why he has my ultimate respect is because he spoke out and then he balled. Now, Ben Simmons can have what has transpired be okay so long as he comes back and he balls. That's the difference right now. I just feel like it went from I don't want to play here no more to now I have, I have like stress when you finally get out of there. No, I have back pain now. Well, because of the stress. Yeah, correct. I think it's just like the timing of all of it is still a little weird. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt It's foggy. Again. It's foggy. Yeah. And that's why I don't want to speculate too much on it. But we also have to understand when talking about, when answering the question, winning and losing, yep. we have to understand why these teams made the trade. The Sixers made the trade to win a championship. Definitely. They traded Ben Simmons. They waited to trade Ben Simmons. Until a player like Harden or Dane became available because they didn't want a Malcolm Brogdon or Fox. or they didn't want a, I would even say, yeah, Fox. They didn't want a Harrison Barnes. They didn't want these guys. They wanted Harden. So they made this move to get that guy Correct. to get over the hump. The Nets traded Harden because he was disgruntled because he had, without literally doing <clears throat> it, he had quit on the team. That's why they traded him. The Nets knew, like, man... Harden at his best versus Simmons and whatever we're getting, the ceiling for our team isn't going to be as high, but we have no choice but to trade him. The ceiling same thing for the, the Sixers. The ceiling but should be just as high when you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie. With Harden, the ceiling is higher. I mean, you have, arguably, you have arguably <laughs> arguably the greatest three put together that only played what sixteen games. My point being is you still have KD, you still have Kyrie. That should have been more than enough. And, and Daryl Morey went on a bunch of interview sprees and talked about how. He has to maximize Embiid now, sure. so he has to get the he has to make the perfect trade when trading Ben Simmons, and he thought it was Harden, and he has not no, been yeah. the player. Maury did his job, I think. Maury for sure, he has to maximize Embiid, and I think he did the best move at the moment that he could have done. So. Yeah, but then again, I I understand the criticism for Ben Simmons. You know, I wanted to give I want to give him the benefit of doubt for a little bit, but also you have to understand that you know all these players <coughs> played injured in the playoffs. You look at. Rob Will, he played, injured. Uh, John Collins came back, injured. Uh, Anthony Edwards tweaked his knee and then came back the same game. Uh, Steph Curry also coming off the bench while still dealing with his injury. So, so players, he just wasn't going to say Zach Levine's name, huh? Oh, Zach Levine. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll say his Luka? name too. Luka too, coming back from, from his hamstring. Devin Booker's coming back tonight, or excuse me, the next game that they play. So we are seeing players coming back from injuries and the fact that Ben Simmons didn't give it a shot. I understand that perspective where you at least wanted Ben Simmons to do something similar to what Anthony Davis did last year in the Sun Series, where 
He came back. It was clear he was hurt. He ran up and down the court a couple times, and then he re-injured himself. Pulled himself out of the And game. then it was like we knew, okay, like he he gave it a shot at least. So I can understand that perspective that people at least wanted to see Ben Simmons give it a shot. Like at least try. If, if it's visible that like, okay, like you cannot play, you know, they'll applaud you. You go back to the bench. You know, you did what you can. But I think the frustration stems from he didn't try. And that's what I think, you know, most of it stems from. And this is a big time offseason for the Nets because now they have to deal with Ben Simmons and try to get him right mentally. And who knows what's going to happen, you know, because there's a possibility that we go through this entire offseason and, and Ben Simmons doesn't suit up for game one. So, which would be crazy. Yeah, I don't see that happening. He needs to play opening day. He yeah, needs and to he play. he's owed uh, one hundred seventeen million. Yep. But yeah, but uh, James Harden. So <laughs> let's get back to this because I'm actually curious, and we can just name players that uh, the top twenty or twenty five better than yeah, Harden. So you're just yeah, gonna yeah, name it? Game. We're gonna go him or Harden? So okay, <clears throat> here we go. Love it, man. Is James Harden a top twenty five, thirty player still? That sounds like a crazy question, but let's go over some names. Nikola Jokic. 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 Giannis. Giannis. Embiid. Embiid. LeBron. LeBron. KD. KD. Trey Young. Trey Young. Luka. Luka. John Morant. Ja. Carl Anthony Towns. Cat. Cat. He's been balling these last couple games. No, I don't want to disrespect Cat. I just had to think about it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's nine. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy. Jimmy. That's ten. DeMar DeRozan. DeMar. DeMar. That's eleven. Um, let me go Paul through George, Kawhi. Yeah, let me go through like because a lot of these players' PERs are kind of because they're <laughs> centers. The <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Jason Tatum. 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 That's twelve. Brandon Ingram. 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 But it's a conversation. But I take Ingram. Okay. What number am I on? If you guys fourteen. Fourteen. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan. Donovan. Devin Booker. Booker. Zach Levine. Conversation, but Zach. I'm going Levine. Jalen Brown. JB. Conversation with JB. Paul George. Paul PG. George. CJ McCollum. <laughs> That's the one. CJ has come to the Pelicans and he really has changed them. That's the one. I gotta think about that one. I'm, I'm I just ask you this. If CJ swap him and Harden on the six right McCullum. now, I'm going CJ. CJ McCollum. Okay. Bradley Beal. Yeah, Bradley. Bradley Bill, man. God damn it, Harden. Oh. What number am I so on? Inconsistent. 17. This is supposed to be your job, man. Yeah, he's on 17. Is it 17? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. Oh, You're man. missing a lot of names, too. This is... I know. I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'll tell Did you, you what... say Curry? No. Well, that's obvious. 18. God damn it. I would probably go. I think you got to go Beal. You low-key have to. Because Beal's fake a good playmaker, too. He's not James Harden, but he's a decent passer he's a also. Too. I'm going Beal. Okay, so just for reference, I actually just pulled up my NBA ranking quiz. I had Harden 23 on here. So this is going to be much easier for me, at least, to keep up with these names. Let's do it so again. I'll just do it through through one, through whatever I have here. Let's do it. So Giannis. Yes. Giannis. Jokic. Yep. Jokic. Steph. Steph. Embiid. Yep. Embiid. LeBron. Yep. LeBron. Luca. Yep. Luca. Tatum. 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 KD. KD. Kawhi. Kawhi. PG. Yep. PG. Dame. Yep. Dame. John Morant. Yes. Cat. Yeah. Cat. AD. Yep. AD. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Jimmy. Trey Young. Yep. Trey. Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. He booked. Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. Demar. Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Zion. Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. JB. 
Darius Garland or no. Harden right now? Harden. I'm going Garland. Wow. Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Ingram. B.I. So you would take B.I. over Garland? Yes. Easy? Yes. I don't like that, but. Kyrie. <laughs> I'm going Kai. Kai. Chris Paul. CP. CP. Donovan Mitchell. Don. Don. Zach Levine. Zach. Levine. SGA. I can't answer that. I'll be too biased. <laughs> I'm going to go SGA, though. I'm going to see th- this is the tricky part because we say, no, nah, you know, we what? say I'm SGA. Pay, I'm going to pay homage. Harden. Yeah, Harden, I was going to say because we say SGA because we're projecting. We're projecting. But I, you're saying that's easy SGA over Garland? I think SGA is better than Garland. Mm, that's a conversation we can have. And players not on here on this list. And with that CJ, being said, I'm either. taking SGA. All right. Yeah, you got to. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He didn't even name. Uh, there's a lot of players missing. Sure. We're not even. Yeah. He might not be top 30 the way the list just went. Um, Nah, no way. Harden can't go out like that. I mean, this is the Listen, reality. If he blows though. his 3-0 lead, you're toast. You're toast. Yeah. Why is he toast? I he knows Philly. why. Uh, you picked Philly. That's why you're toast? Mm-hmm. Mm. Picked Philly in six. Because I've been getting clowned, right? You, you've been clowning me all season <laughs> when it matters most. Who's stepping up to the plate? Don't blow this 3-0 lead. This is, game this is like right you have I the 3-0 lead. I said Philly in six. It's, it's right here. Okay. I've been waiting right. for this. Okay. I think Philly closes it out, too. All right, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it right now. We'll talk about it now. Sixers, they were up 3-0 against the Raptors, and the Raptors have come back. They won two games in a row. Game six is in Toronto. Now, 14, team, 14 teams have won two games after trailing 0-3, and the Raptors would become the fourth team ever to force seven games after trailing 3-0 since the 2003 Blazers versus the Mavericks. So this hasn't been done in 19 years. This is what they're about to do. Insane. So this is an insane, remarkable achievement, even if they don't pull it out. Now, I'm just going to say this. I originally picked Toronto in this series. Sixers look dominant. I thought this series would should be 3-2. I didn't think the Sixers should have got off to a 3-0 lead. Now, I think what's really helped Toronto, like just flat out, is Fred Van Vliet being it's out. It's crazy you're going to say that. Um, Scotty Barnes now being the point guard and them going to a lineup where everybody is 6'5 or taller, that length and size has really bothered Philadelphia. And Fred Van Vliet, although he is a pesky defender, he did get hunted down on mismatches because he is short in stature. And he's a player that has been injured, frankly, since the All-Star break, and he hasn't fully recovered from that. And he's a volume shooter. He takes 10, he attempts 10 threes a game. If it's not hitting, you know, are you driving to the basket? Are you doing that enough? He just wasn't doing enough of that. And you said we saw that in game three, 100%. It's really, I think, on Embiid is fine. Toronto Toronto has been trapping and collapsing on Embiid more and more. You don't think the ligament thing's real? I think it's real. I mean, it said that he's going to have surgery. I think what's happening is that. Toronto is starting to trap Embiid. They're starting to double-team him whenever he gets the ball. And Toronto's basically saying, we don't trust your players. We know Tyrese Maxey had that game one explosion. He's been silent since. Tobias Harris will let him beat us. And James Harden isn't the same player. James Harden in the series is shooting 32% from the field. And for the five games, he shot under 40% from the field in total. Now, I I just I look at the Sixers and... Does this feel like they are about to blow this? It does. James Harden, for his career, has been a player who has been notoriously known 
for these types of collapses in the playoffs. Doc Rivers, their head coach, he is a coach who has been notoriously known for 3-1 collapses in the playoffs. He is the only coach in NBA history to blow three 3-1 leads, and he might become the first one to blow a 3-0 lead. And I think what puts the cherry on top of this entire thing is that Nick Nurse, I mean, remarkable quote after down 3-0, what he said, complete poise, and it was like he was fortune-telling that, well, we're down 3-0, but if we win a game, we're down 3-1, and that's been done before. So that type of confidence he instilled in his team just with that answer, you're going to game six in Toronto, knowing how tough that crowd, that fan base is. And you're picking Philly? It's tough. You just spoke it's a tough, everything it's, that it's is a tough facts. thing. It's a tough it's tough to make a prediction on this because I look at Philly and I'm like, Embiid is going to get me at least a game. The MVP who's who a lot of people have as the MVP is going to get me at least out this series. I think they're losing to whoever, to the Heat next round, easily. But Embiid, who's an MVP, at least get me one of these games. He should do that. I think Philly wins in seven. You know, I think I respect Embiid, that. I agree with you. Embiid may not get six, but they know way in hell he's going to lose in seven in Philly. It's just too much, and you're right. You know, defensively, they've they've stepped it up. They've they've been amazed. They, they've been a lot healthier. You know, I, I went and did a little bit of research. Trent Jr. He's not sick anymore. Dad Young isn't hurt anymore. So they've been extremely healthy now. Even though Fred Van Vliet obviously he missed some times, but like you said, now they, they beat can, Philly in the regular season without Fred. Yeah, now they can throw out that six five and up lineup defensively. Now you can put Trent Jr. and Tyrese. Now you can play a bigger. Bigger, more physical style. Fred Vliet, shout out to him, but he's just being that small, can't do it. And give credit to to Scotty Barnes. Barely was able to walk in that game three and was able to. Amazing. To, and that's, to that's another example through. about like that ties into that Simmons. gritty facts. You know? But like, I think Scotty came in and played. I think Philly gets it in seven, but if MB doesn't win game seven, we need to have a conversation about him. I, you we need to have a serious you conversation. You beat me to the punch that is I, so facts because we, we're here talking about Harden. We should we, be talking we about need to have it because it's not this, this will be the second time which he's had his game. In his home court, and he's lost. So we need to have a conversation about him. I think we need to end that conversation with Doc Rivers. I don't even know how the hell he got on the top 15 coaches of the year list, uh, an all-time, all-time. list. Mm-hmm. Terrible. But we need to definitely have a conversation. If this Because I think in game seven, Philly will come out with the win. But like you said, they're going to have to play Miami next. And Jimmy Butler looks amazing. Miami's defense looks ridiculous. And I know people like to disrespect Atlanta. They're not that good. But they're a high-powered offensive team. And Miami just locked them down pretty badly. So that's going to be a tough series. They need to get out of this one. But I think Embiid gets it in seven. So I'm going to go with Embiid in seven. The reason why I have my worries about Embiid, he has a torn ligament on his right thumb. If it was the left hand, we could have a conversation. It's not a shooting hand. He has this torn ligament on his right thumb, his shooting dominant hand. And we've seen where... Yes, he's having decent shooting performances, but he's not the aggressive Joel Embiid that we have seen earlier in this series. He had a 33-point per game. He had, excuse me, he had a 33-point game. He had a 30-point per game. Uh, excuse me. He had 30 points in two games early in the series when they went up 3-0. Game one was kind of a wash. He really didn't have to do much. And then we saw in game four, the injuries start to take a toll on him when Toronto was able to take control. And then this most recent game, and B just was not the aggressor that he needed to be. And we've seen James Harden be inconsistent, especially these last two games where he scored 22 
in, in game five, in game four, excuse me, but in game five, he was basically a non-factor. And Tyrese Maxey, who was great in game one, and, and I was here on their next show giving him praise, saying that he's been one of the top young performers, has gone to what I was originally saying, how you have moments where Tyrese Maxey is a great scorer, and then the next time, it's basically like you can't even tell that he's on the court. I have my reservations. And understandably so. If Joel Embiid is not the dominant force that the Philadelphia 76ers need him to be, you cannot rely on James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, because they're too inconsistent. Do I understand what you guys are saying, that Embiid should get one? Yes. But right now, with the injury that he has, that is already confirmed, he will have surgery on it once the season is over. And we've already seen it impact his aggression. I have my concerns, especially with the way that Toronto has been playing. Siakam, where he choked it up in Game 3. Him and Van Vliet had a strong chance to to take that game. Both of them, their two best players, were were mediocre at best. They had poor performances, and they're the reason why they lost Game 3. Game 4, Siakam came to play. He's the reason why they came away with that W in Game 4. And Game 5, he was just as good. I'm looking at it from this sense. They win Game 6. Now that they're at home in Toronto... Momentum is completely one-sided to Toronto. Game five was the game for for Phil. Excuse me. Game five was the game for Philadelphia to take to win the series at Philadelphia. They're one of the best home teams in the NBA. To lose that game to now turn it over to Toronto, who is also one of the more dominant teams at home. The the momentum has completely shifted. I don't know how we can sit here and trust Doc Rivers in a game seven when he's been notoriously known for blowing leads and Nick Nurse who has been the king of adjustments since becoming the head, uh, a head coach of the Toronto Raptors. Toronto is going to win this series in seven, and it will be the first 3-0 comeback. Ooh. The thing about Embiid is I really don't think it's the lack of aggression for him. I mean, you look at all these games, 15 shots, 16 shots, 20 shots, 16 shots, 15 shots. All the shots have been relatively the same. The, the difference is that the Raptors are now trapping him, and they're forcing the ball out of his hand, so he can't one draw fouls. I was going to say he's at not the getting to the what line, he's doing. Which part takes to his aggression. But like you, even when you look at the first three games, you know, he shot fifteen shots, sixteen, then twenty shots, and from the free throw line, eleven free throws, fourteen free throws, and nine free throws, and they won all those games. For and sure. The first game he had nineteen, and they won still. Game four to me, I thought. It was terribly officiated. I thought Philadelphia should have won that game. Um, but, I mean, Tim Donahue, who is notoriously known for um, betting on rigging, uh-huh. rigging games, rigging the outcome of games, he said that the NBA refs in the NBA, they deliberately officiate game fours that have one team up 3-0 differently because it generates the league more revenue. I thought game four... the the missed calls on the Sixers. I mean, James Harden, yes, he's not the same player he once was. I am seeing him get harassed. I am seeing him get hit. I am not seeing any fouls called on James Harden. And I thought that game wasn't officiated right. And when you talk about one of one game being officiated in favor of the Raptors and they win that one, I mean, winning game five, I think, is okay. The Raptors win it. I think that was a wake-up call for the Sixers. And game six, I think they're going to win. You know, I think Sixers and six still, I think they're going to win this this upcoming game. They're going to win in Toronto? I'd be shocked. Yeah, I think they win in Toronto. I would be shocked. Yeah. 
I'd be pretty like, oh shit, if they went in, in Toronto. Again, it's all predicated on Joel Embiid being Joel Embiid. The other guys, man, they got to step up. I also think that uh, not having Matisse Thybul out there helps their offense when they do trap Embiid because now he can pass it to somebody who can shoot. So Make a not having Matisse Thybul and now having more shooters out on the floor, I think it's going to help Philadelphia. Uh, but yeah, I think they're going to win six. I I don't I I not buying it's going to happen. It's a shame, I'm man. Not. You're on the right side of history originally. Well, the odds are that it's not going to happen. Of course, but you know sometimes you got to take a gamble. And what uh, my good, eyes have been telling me is gamble. that Toronto has been the better team these last couple of games. Good gamble. What your eyes are telling you is that Toronto has they had one game where they were they outplayed the Siak- Sixers. Siakam was the best player on the court in Game Four. Okay, but. As a team, the Sixers and, outplayed and the Raptors. And game three, and listen, I have to give credit to OG Ananobi, who has since game three on has been tremendous for the Raptors. His efforts defensively and offensively has been hitting big-time shots. Not a, a strong, dominant scoring performance numbers-wise, but when you need him, he's hitting shots down the stretch. And defensively, he has been fantastic since game three on. That's another one we got to give credit. However, we can't look at it from the lens of solely from the fact that they went down 3-0 and game four... Siakam put on a performance of a lifetime. OG Ananobi was great as well. Scotty Barnes just being out there alone, his presence is felt. This team is different. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but Embiid's defense in Game 5 wasn't good. And it's, again, this hand injury is serious. His thumb is what's hindering his, his defense. His right hand, yes, it, it it hinders shot blocking. It hinders you wanting to put up a body. No, no, no. I mean, Embiid's just not. He's being lazy. He was lazy on defense Game 5. That has nothing to do with your thumb. It, that's about moving your feet. You wouldn't think it would, but 100% it does. It impacts your decision-making. Okay. Miami's going to dog walk either, team. <laughs> I'm unfortunately under the same belief. Uh. It, it's killing me, man. We're going to have one of the biggest pretenders in NBA history. Ooh. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know that they're about to go crazy with that one. Heat versus the Sixers or Raptors. We're going to preview it. I mean... We both have the Sixers. We have the Raptors, but whatever. We're going to preview the series depending on what happens yeah. now. Um, just flat out, you know, to talk about the Heat and how they beat Atlanta. You know, they beat them 4-1. They beat them handily. Uh, Trey Young, they didn't have the best series. I think, yeah, Miami's defense was great. I think they're getting their arms in the passing lanes and their hands in the passing lanes, deflecting passes, uh, having switchable defenders. I think Max Struss, who has been... One of their weaker defenders really stepped up in this series as a defender on Trey Young when he was matched up with him. Um, the Heat play great defense. There's no doubt about it. When talking about Trey Young not performing, I didn't think that it was anything the Heat did outstanding in terms of a scheme that totally threw off Trey Young. It, I think it was a combination of Trey Young naturally and throughout his career is a bad shot maker. He takes deep threes. He takes contested shots. In this series, it wasn't falling. There's a lot of times, like similar to the Nets, where you see Trey Young, there's 22 seconds left. Shot selection. Shot selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 22 seconds left on the shot clock. You see Trey Young heave up a, a logo three. And right when he gets a switch, instead of taking somebody to the basket, I understand there's some help there. Yeah. He doesn't make a pass, and he just instead settles for a shot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a lot of Trey Young settling for shots. He missed a, he missed a lot of shots he usually makes. This was a stinker from him. There's no excuses for him. But I want to dead the notion that this series somehow makes or breaks him. And we'll get into that later, but I just don't agree with that. This is somebody who has been averaging 28 and 10 for two seasons now, 
has been an all-star starter, has led his team to the Eastern Conference Finals. He gets the benefit of the doubt for having a stinker in this first round, and he's even admitted it. This is the first time a team has guarded me like this in terms of them trapping him and always basically the entire defense was focused on Trey the entire series. Wherever he drove, there was help. He was he was getting hounded. That's why he settled for so many shots. I think he got impatient. First time he's seen that type of coverage. So I think he'll bounce back from it. There's no doubt. The Hawks need to surround him with more talent. Simple as that. As for the Heat, I love what they did. Arresting Jimmy Butler in Game 5. It allowed Victor Oladipo to have a breakout game. He had 23 points in, in 36 minutes. And what's most impressive about this Heat series win, winning in five, is that Bam Adebayo didn't play well. Kyle Lowry was hurt. Tyler Hero didn't play well. Mm. Jimmy Butler is the only Heat that you can say out of like their main guys that played well. Yeah, you had Max Strews who stepped up. Duncan Robinson did some shots here, here and there. P.J. Tucker, I mean, we know how great of a player he is. <laughs> and he did what he had to do. But Bam, Hero, two of the three best players didn't play well, and they still beat Atlanta in five. I think that's pretty impressive. It doesn't matter who makes it who they face, whether it's the Raptors or the Sixers. The Miami Heat are going to the conference finals. If it's against Toronto, Toronto simply doesn't have the offense to beat a team like Miami. Put P.J. Tucker on Siakam. Watch him go silent. That's what's going to happen. Because P.J. Tucker is one of the best defenders in the NBA. There's no doubt about that. I just think Toronto doesn't have enough offense. Philly, we see what they're going through right now. Embiid having a thumb injury. Harden not being the same. Imagine if they put Tucker or Jimmy Butler on James Harden. You know, now we're really going to see Harden neutralized. I just feel like it doesn't matter who they face. The Miami Heat are making the conference finals. We made a segment about it last week if they have the easiest path because they do. And rightfully so, comment people in the comment section said that I mean, that's why you that's why you get the number 1 seed to have that easy of a path. And you're right. And it's showing now and they will be in the conference finals. There's no doubt about it. We'll get into that Trey Young stuff later cuz I got a lot I got a lot to say about that. But um in terms of just, you know, Miami Heat, Miami in six against Philly, Miami in five or four against Toronto. Just giving four, they're gonna know they're gonna do it to Toronto. I'm gonna oh be honest. With you. Um, shout out to Jimmy Butler. You know we've been dogging him all year by his three point shot. We've been dogging him all year about being aggressive. I told you he's one of those players he, that you just trust. I don't remember you saying that, but okay, we'll go. I did say that. Nah, I don't remember. I all I said that. was I don't remember. I said that. Though. All right, I'll give you the benefit of the Jimmy, doubt. There's, there's just, there's players that even though the percentages aren't all the way there, you just trust them. I, I can't remember who said it, mm-hmm. but I, I saw it somewhere. I heard it somewhere where Dwayne Wade, you don't leave him open from three, even though he's not a good statistical three point shooter. Yeah, you know, you still guard up on that. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler is the same way. Although his st- statistics, his splits don't show that he can do it, you don't give him that shot because you know he can hit it. Well, yeah, like I said, you know, shout out to Jimmy. You know, he's been amazing offensively and defensively. We always know Jimmy Butler is going to bring that defense. The starting five defensively, even like you said, Max Schultz, shout out to Max Schultz. He doesn't look like a liability. And then even when they plug in Gabe Vincent, yep. you don't, they don't miss a tune. You know, I think Gabe Vincent, you know, sorry to cut you off, but I you think Gabe Vincent uh, – Right now, he's better than Kyle Lowry. 
This is uh Drew looked up a tweet that you said on the thirtieth. Heat have no chance. Like I've always said, Jimmy Butler can't be the best player on the championship team. A second round exit team that will achieve. That's all this team is. He said this at ten forty four p.m. Oh my god. That was you being reactionary. It was with a while. It was a while ago. Yeah. King. I'm not going to. I mean, you, 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 you totally <laughs> skimmed through the tweet about Jimmy Butler. It was. It was from. I mean, I never said you can win the championship with Butler being the best player on the team. I just. I just said I trust him. Hey man, he's he's been elite. Man, how be fair? Get 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 my tweet about Butler. <laughs> it's funny. I think the only teams that could beat Miami right now are the Bucks and Boston in the East. I think you know, given that both teams. The it, Bucks, I think it'd be a tough series because they have they've always you know kept Giannis in check for the most part. Him being who he is, mm-hmm. they're the best team to guard Giannis so far in his at his peak. And Boston, I think defensively, that's just going to be a defensive dogfight, six seven game series. Boston, you know, offensively is Miami going to be able to keep up? But defensively, I think they'll be able to lock down. So it'll just be two defenses. It'll be an amazing series, amazing series. But I think right now Miami's looking like. They're going to go walk to the ECF. Their defense has been nothing short of amazing. One of the best defenses in the league, able to switch one through five. They they were able to basically do what Boston did to Kevin Durant and just bully Trey Young and just treat him like a boy and just manhandle him throughout the series. He was looking for multiple switches. They couldn't, he couldn't find it because they yeah. had defenders everywhere. So, you know, simple and short to the point, Miami's going to destroy Philly, especially with Embiid, you know, having this hand injury. It's going to be tough for him. Bam is a tough matchup, and they're going to be able to trap and keep one guy on, James Harden. P.J. knows his game. Jimmy Butler's an elite defender. And then Toronto, they're just going to be able to lock up every single person they put out there. So, yeah, Miami's going to the ECF. Just to be fair to Joel Moran, uh, that tweet was from 2020. So I was just being a bastard. Oh, that, yeah. was, that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. But um, he was being a dick. Yeah, I was. I was. Just for the laws. Uh, but then when we bring up your Lakers 65 wins, <laughs> that was this season. So yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Um, Nothing like bringing two year old <laughs> tweets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, for sure. Um, so to talk about the Heat versus 76ers and or the Raptors, I do believe that it will be the Raptors. You know what's funny? Before you go on your spiel, I actually, that's something I would have tweeted this year. And actually, I didn't know it was from 2020. If you wouldn't have said that, I would no, have thought no. it was from I this to, year. I want it to be fair. Because I actually, like, that's something I probably would have tweeted this uh-huh. year. That's false That's false. Uh, false advertisement. I don't want to do that to you, King. But um, the Heat are an interesting team because I'm looking at the performance that they put forward on the Hawks, and I wasn't really blown away by their performance. I will acknowledge that they did win in five, and that's very impressive. But I'm not overly... I'm not overreacting to their performance against the Hawks because from watching back the games, Trey Young really was just not in a mindset that I was expecting him to go into this series where it seemed as if he was rattled. He said it that this is the first time that or this is the first time in a long time that he's faced a defense that has has pressured him the way that the Miami Heat have pressured him. And from watching it, yes, there were some moments where they were really trapping very well on, on Trey Young, but in certain moments He's seeing the the help defender, and that's more so in his head than anything, and it's it's forcing him into a bad shot. And I feel as if when you're a superstar, when you are at that level, the other team is not really messing you up. You're the one messing yourself up. Because in practice, you're making the same shots over and over and over again. You rarely miss in practice. When it comes to game time and you're at that level, the only one really hindering your game is you, your mind. 
If you can stay out of your own mind, you usually ball. That's where the superstars really elevate themselves and, and separate themselves from the from the rest of the pack. And and you have Trey Young, who last season really exhibited that in every series that he was in. But but this year against Miami, he seemed to be a little bit more passive, really rattled at times, and, and that was really surprising to see. So. For, for that, for, for getting Trey Young rattled, I guess I have to give Miami their respect. But offensively, I still have my concerns. Jimmy Butler went on a rampage. He was fantastic. Averaged over 30 points. But you look at the rest of the team. Tyler Hero agenda pushed. Tyler Hero agenda is being pushed. You have Victor Oladipo in just two games, 14.5 points average. Max Struss was their next best scorer, 14 points per game. Tyler Hero, 12.8 points per game on on. Splits of 17.9% from three and and 39% from the field. Tyler Hero, who is supposed to be their number two scorer on this team, was abysmal. But somehow, someway, they still won in five. And and I'm looking more so in the lens of Atlanta just does not have the guys. If you want to put Trey Young on a squad where he is he is the smallest guy in the court, you need to surround him with bodies. You need to surround him with guys that are going to play defense and, and guys that are going to protect him when it comes to the defensive end of the court and guys that he can trust to facilitate the ball to. Right now, they just don't have that. Now, for the preview of Miami versus the Sixers and or Toronto, in my case, Toronto, it is going to be a series where Miami is going to win, but it is not going to be one that I'm going to overreact to again. We can see it where a team makes the ECF and, and we're still not overly impressed with them. Yes, it's an accomplishment that you made the Eastern Conference Finals. I will give you that respect, but Toronto, who is not going to have Fred Van Vliet, who offensively is just not on the level of of the Miami Heat right now, the real test is going to be against Boston and against Milwaukee, whoever that they, they are going to face, as you already alluded to. Until they face someone that I am really seeing as a true contender, I'm not going to be here saying that I'm wrong on the Heat, or my assessment of the Heat has been wrong. Because right now, they have just been living up to that, given the fact that their offense has been mid outside of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's been great, and I give him his flowers. But every other teammate of his has been mid. But defensively, you give them their, their respect. But offensively, which is my genuine concern of theirs, it hasn't been. When talking about the Miami Heat, if I'm projecting here, because I know they're going to the conference finals, but whether it's against the Bucks <clears> or Celtics is a different story. Um, Against the Bucks, that's a great matchup for the Heat. And I've said it all year long that if they do face the Bucks, it would be the third time they face in the playoffs. Uh, they are 1-1 now in terms of series. I would have the heat in that. I think the matchup just favors them. When I look at Boston, Boston is is Miami with Tatum and Brown. That's really it. And with shooters that can also defend. Because of that, I feel like that's a worse matchup for them. And I would probably, I would pick Boston in that series, no doubt. Uh, but with the Bucks, I pick Miami. Wow. Glad to see you, man. Argument one. There we go. Argument one. Argument one. Thank you. Take your L. You know, it, it's shield. funny. It's funny. You know, you know what's funny about you two? What happened? Is that, well, for one, you were kind of like saving face on the Celtics in mid-year. You completely flipped. <laughs> you completely and flipped. And I've acknowledged that every single you time. You flipped on Milwaukee. It was just crazy. Yeah, but I'm just seeing a different team from the Celtics. And the, the funny thing is that I was the person... 
that early in the season, in the off season, was telling you to watch out for Boston. But then you I was week one. one week. I, week one, no, no, you said no, they're week, done. 18, they're they not making 18, the playoffs. They went 18 <laughs> to 21. They went 18 or 18. This is one the, the best in-season turnaround I've ever seen ever watching basketball. I was, still, you rode for Miami okay. when they were on their hot streak. Every In the offseason, I was the one that said Tatum is going to go from high-level all-star to superstar MVP. Now, I never took back that take. I just took back my take on Boston as a team as a whole. Mm-hmm. I was the one that told you guys that their ceiling a is a top three seed, and you were like, ah, no way, no way. You too. I wasn't I here. Forget I wasn't that. here. Oh, I wasn't you, here. Okay, but I probably so uh, you, feel like you would have You flipped that on thing. Boston. I flipped on the Bucks. And then you flipped on Miami, but then you jumped back on Miami, and then you flipped again. Then you jumped back again. I mean, all even I've with done, Miami, all I'm I've not wrong on them. You flipped on the Bucks. I, still to the, it's unfortunate that they're playing Boston. No, in the you second flip, round. you haven't talked no, about sure. them in a month. Not that's not true. Yeah, that is true. That's You've been talking true. about Boston for like a month. There's that's, actually there's actually a, there's actually a video waiting in IG reels. <laughs> I I've, it's, it's always been a draft. I never posted it. Uh-huh. It's waiting in IG reels, <laughs> and it's you saying. I just don't see a team that can beat the Bucks. <laughs> I mean, that was that was very wow. early. So he, has was, the, he has the, the ingredients to destroy you. No, that's not. I mean, that's not really destroying me. That's also, I've been, I was very consistent, especially up until the halfway point that yeah, Milwaukee has been great. Consistent is all your thing. And then I. We've been consistent with Miami. That's what we can oh, no, genuinely sure. say. We've been consistent for all sure. year. But I'm saying I was very consistent early in the season that Milwaukee was my squad until the All-Star break. Sad. And then after the All-Star break, we've seen the Celtics just turn up a different level, and I was immediately on it. And I gave you your credit every single time, but now I've been donned the Celtics supporter of the Pick Aside crew, and here we are. He's the Miami supporter. You're and who are you? Look, you're look, back. You're on the bus. I don't, I, don't, I don't want... I'm not a Miami supporter. <laughs> I'm just saying, we sat at this table, and I told you, I'm taking this Boston's is, this defense is what I am. and their offense. I am a realist. Wow. That's what I am. Oh. I am real about Miami. They will be in the conference finals. They will be. They depending on matchup. And look, it's not like the Celtics are going to wash them. Listen, the Celtics had a lot of good luck shooting in that net series yeah. against a defense like Grant Williams not missing. But we did have a. I think but we had a screaming think, match I, about the Heat no, and Celtics. No, and you picked Miami. Correct. To beat them. No, that that is what I was alluding to. Okay, but, but I, I agree. I agree. Let me just, but I'm just saying before you. But say, I'm saying, look, Boston. Before you're talking crazy on Grant Williams. He has been a consistent three-point shooter the saying. whole no, season. I know, I know. Lights he's out good. against the Nets. For sure. Though. But he has he been consistent <laughs> all season. But come on, he wasn't Okay, missing, yes, he's bro. not going to keep up this level of what? He was bucking. And against the Heat's defense. But he has I'm been just saying, a 40% three-point shooter Heat the versus, whole year. That's going to be versus like Celtics. The Pistons The reason the why I favor the Celtics is because, look, I like what I said in the beginning of the year, Tatum has taken that MVP MVP jump. I'm glad to hear like, you saying the the vibes. Oh look, I love Tatum. I never said I didn't Welcome love Tatum. Aboard, I baby. love Jason Tatum. And I mean, the hot take. But if he got past Brooklyn, swept them. If he beats Milwaukee, beats Miami, and somehow beats Golden State in the finals, we got to talk about Tatum as being a top three player in the world. No Middleton. It's crazy. He's ro- he's like he's robbing we, me of this we, moment. It's no Middleton. No, though? no. It definitely. No, no, this isn't sure moment. No, Your he's moment is Boston because I've been, as a team. No, I mean, and Jason Tatum has been at the forefront. I've been pushing the MVP agenda for him. I was the only one that. Well, did you're that. wrong about that. He wasn't MVP. <laughs> he's an MVP candidate he for sure. Well, he wasn't top three. He wasn't top. No, three. he wasn't that's, top three. So that's really all that matters. No, fair enough. But he has still solidified himself as a top five player this season. So let me ask you a question, just quickly, not off the topic, but on the topic. If Devin Booker walks through. Dallas, then Golden State, then the Bucks again. Are we talking about him as a top three player, or it only matters for no, Tatum? No, it's top ten for he's 
D-Book wow. now becomes top 10 for sure. The difference is... Wow. Yeah. He was already top 10. He, no, he's fringe top 10. He's, he's fringe. No, no. D-Book's like 10, 15. Yeah. That's, he, that's crazy. The difference is... You can't name 15 better, but here's the difference. Booker right now. Tatum is unbelievable defensively. Booker is the, not... Un- he's, he's not. But he's I can, not, but I he's not at 10, that though. level. I can't even 10 better than Book. Name 10 real quick. Oh, my God. You're going to give me... like I, I thought he was like 10, 11. Again. All right. Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, LeBron, Steph, KD, Steph. Kawhi. Kawhi. Tatum. Tatum. PG. Oh, so you're putting PG over. I mean, you, you would put PG over. It's not about me. You would put PG over too. So he's 11. So him doing that would <coughs> jump. Would him, you put him to. over Jimmy Butler? Yes. Okay. I would. So, okay. So Giannis, Jokic, Steph, Embiid, LeBron, Luka, Tatum, KD, Luka. Kawhi, PG, SN. So he's 11. And if he does that, he doesn't jump mad far off? Well, I think if he jumped. No, no. That's crazy. How can I, not, how can I put him over Luka? I can't. You gotta put him over Tatum. If Tatum, like, what, Tatum, Tatum, and, if Tatum oh, loses, bro, listen to this. Listen, to Tatum this. has Let to me, play bad. Listen to this. Let me give you this. Okay, Luca is without a doubt, undoubtedly top ten. Yes. If he has a run where he makes the finals, he's top five. So wait, okay. So if Embiid chokes, Tatum loses in the second round. Devin Booker does that. He doesn't lap both of them. Nah, D book over and B's been back to back seasons of top three MVP. But he's been back to back seasons of choking. I'm not, you're not that wrong. matters. It this is back to back seasons right. of Devin but Booker. We're talking about great. Jason Tatum was a superstar. He is. Booker's what? Booker's a superstar. He's a high level. No, 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 no. Bro, come on. Are you serious? Horrible. I think he's a superstar at this point. He's, he's, he's a, a superstar. He's 11 in the league. Okay. He's a superstar. I, I, I feel like Trey Young's a superstar. You, you don't have yeah, exactly. There you go. That's exactly. It. That's but it. he let it. Okay. Yeah, stop. No, 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 no. D book is a superstar. He's a low. He's a low but but look, 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 Tatum's on a different tier than him, though. I think that's messed up. As he, a player? I feel like that's yeah. unfair. If he does the same thing as Tatum, you guys are saying, oh, no, he doesn't jump up that much. As two that's way, is, as two-way Because players. If, Tatum, if Tatum does that, who who are you putting him over? Wait, so you don't think Tatum's a tier above book? Can I ask you a question? He's nine. Can book I ask is you a question? For me. In terms of two-way players, is there a player you're taking yes. outside of Giannis over yes. Jason hold Tatum? Up. Who? Kawhi. I have, okay, someone who hasn't played. Look, 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 I, I Drew, disagree. Hold on. Let me say this. But, but who I have... Why would you... Hold on. Hold on. No, no. I got to say this first. Say because because he's I, got me tight. He missed the whole season. Luka, you're on him. Luca is on a different tier than Book. Bro. I agree. I think Tatum's on the same tier as Luca. You're crazy. No, it's not crazy. I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy for that. No, it's not. Luka is on a... Luka is literally... On a tier with LeBron, Steph, Katie, Giannis, the Joker. Tatum isn't there yet. What has he done to deserve no, 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 no. that? Tatum is Luka's stop. there. You need to stop. But Tatum is get, he's, he's there getting too. there, but he isn't there. No, I think he's the no, next. He, he's, he's right just under got there. there. How? He just got a there. A first round series bro, puts him up there? And, bro, he's been to two Eastern Conference Finals. And, and, and he wasn't even the best player then. Who? Wait, it was as debatable. A as a rookie, when? he was. Throw me his numbers. What are you talking about? Tell me his numbers. In the playoffs? Tell me his numbers. Wait, hold on. Don't do that. Don't do that, bro. Come on. That's not their level. That's not their level. Bro, who is the best player on that Boston team? Took the cap at one point it was Rozier at another no, no, no. point. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? It was Tatum. No, it was Tatum. No, wait, wait. So wait, let me. Who, let me who was the best player on the Boston team when they took uh, Miami? Miami. To Miami. Who's okay. A, okay. So what happened when when Tatum stunk it up against the Pacers and the Bucks? We're gonna forget that. Oh, the second year you're talking about? No, no, no. That was that was like three years after when it was Kyrie and they stunk it up against the Bucks. That was the second year. So we're not gonna talk. We're not gonna talk about that? Dude, come on. Okay, now. but like we're talking we're about, talk, right, we're so talking let's about, talk about let's talk about twenty twenty two where Jason Tatum is on the arguably so he's, the best he's been averaging oh, thirty since the he's All-Star arguably league, on okay. correct. Okay. He's arguably on the best team in the NBA and he just finished a series against Kevin Durant, who you came to. How are they arguably the best team in the NBA? Are, 
you you talk about like record wise season, you t- no this season they're no since the, the, since the all-star break they've no, been, no, no, no but it is yo, the, open the, open the, open your mind okay no, regular open season the so right the now best team right, right now they're they're since favorite the all-star break the why are you celtics cutting the been, season in half because right now we're in the playoffs and the celtics are still one of the hottest teams in but basketball you cannot cut the season in half the reg the suns are the best team in the regular season bro you're being very close-minded okay who's 60 games who's the who's the best team in the east in the East? I don't know. The answer is the Celtics. It could be the Bucs. No, no, the answer is the Celtics. Right now, the favorites to make the finals is the Warriors and Celtics. That's the that's So the betting you're going off betting odds? No. I'm going that, off what that's I... What well, the betting off? odds is what no, because based no, off I'm what we've seen. Oh, I'm, I'm asking because... The if, Celtics are the best team in the East, bro. They're the best I'm, team in the East. Term, based off of what? Okay. Just the All-Star break? N- number one no, no, no. defense. Just and off that's of what I'm seeing, they're the best. Is that wrong? Number one defense all season. Hold on. Let me ask you a question. If Middleton was healthy, would you take Boston over the Bucks? Yes. Yes. I know you would. I'm asking okay. you. Yes. You think I so? Take, you would. I don't think Middleton changes that series much. I think Grayson Allen's playing better than him. Ooh. <laughs> Grayson Allen's been playing well, but I wouldn't go oh that far. Oh my god. Grayson Allen's been playing well, I'm not going that far. So so this series put Tatum in that room. Yes. No, no, no. No, he's Tatum been there, was already this, there. He's solidifying it. Oh, he's bro, solidifying he's, it. he's first team All NBA this season. He is. Oh, what are we talking about here? He is. He's first team that's, All that NBA. Is that a fact? That's that's. It's going to be a no, fact. no, no. So then don't if tell me that. If he's not don't first tell, team All NBA, don't if tell he's me not, that. He's second team All NBA. Do you know who's going to miss actually first team All NBA? Embiid. How so? Because it's going to be Jokic and going to be Giannis. They're going to play him as a center. He's not going to make it. They could put two centers up there. I don't think. No, 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 no. What this how it goes. Whichever whichever position you get the most votes at is what they count you as. That's crazy to me. I, like I don't, I didn't know one regular season to put you in that room. I'm sorry, I didn't. Bro, know but Tatum's been at. Bro, Giannis been, just won a chip. Different type of beast. But we're LeBron saying, is okay, LeBron. Giannis is so the best player. That. Giannis is Kevin the best Nur- player in the NBA. I'm talking about that room, bro. That that room is full of God. Jokic no, is about to go back to back. I'm telling you, there's there's a couple tiers. Jokic have- never. No, Jokic has never made the finals though. Neither has Tatum. <laughs> Tatum's made more West Eastern Conference Finals right. than Jokic has Western Conference I'm Finals. I'm going to purposely leave LeBron. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying, I know Jokic's better, but let's not act like Tatum's not here, bro. He's here. But, come on. You, He's right. here. Come on. I'm gonna, don't do that. I'm Tatum gonna, is here. I'm going to leave. He's coming. I'm going to no, leave LeBron out here. of this conversation. For, out of, just respect purpose. I'll put LeBron in that room. Okay. So, all right, so you, have, you have Giannis. You have LeBron. I will put KD in that room. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. The thing that I don't understand about you. Is you're not gonna put LeBron in that? No, 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 no. I am, but look, I didn't even acknowledge what you just said. I apologize because I'm just kind of <laughs> stuck here. Jason Tatum or Kawhi Leonard? Who's better? Kawhi Leonard. Jason Tatum's better. Kawhi I'm Leonard. Jason no, Tatum's I hate, better. I hate when people do Jason that. Jason Tatum's better. This is what better. you guys do. And this right is now, what, he's going to be better. This, this is he's going to be better, this, bro. This is what you like, did. He's this, already surpassed No, no, no. no. This is Kawhi's going to come back. Is, he's not going to be as good as Tatum. This, this is what people did no. with Steph Curry. Steph Curry missed a full year, and people were pushing Dame over him. Kawhi's no, no, Kawhi, no. Kawhi is just as good as Steph. No, he's not. People really pushing Dame No, yes. People were pushing. How is How What does Tatum do better than? There's literally nothing on the court. His offense is better than Kawhi's. No, it's not. Yes, he is. A bigger bag and he's more, a little. Oh, bit you're more, a bad guy. Okay, so Kyrie's better <laughs> offense than Tatum, right? That's not because true. he has a bigger bag, right? Yeah, right, that's, right. That's what you said. All right, that's what I'm, you said. We're Who's more efficient, offensive. Kawhi? Who's a better passer? Who's a more efficient, Kawhi? Who's a better mid range shooter, Kawhi? That's Who's debatable. A, what the? That's debatable. What? That's debatable. You hate. You, I'm you don't not. Like Kawhi. I don't. That's you don't not like true. I'm speaking very on. No, who's a better mid range shooter, Kawhi? It's a conversation. It's not a conversation. So Kawhi's one of the best mid range shooters in the game. Better three point shooter. Jason Tatum, better passer. Jason Tatum, better defender. Kawhi Leonard, by far. At this point in time, it's a conversation. It's, how is it a conversation? You haven't even seen him play. You exactly. have to go off what you've seen. Exactly. You have to go off what you've seen, and what you've seen, and what seen and is what Kawhi seen clears. Is Jason Tatum lock up Kevin Durant that no one has done before. Huh? 
Jason Tatum. Tony Allen has done it. Ron Artest has done it. Kawhi has done it before. Kawhi has done it before. Stop acting like Kawhi has never done this stuff. Kawhi has locked up. Kawhi has locked up Kevin Durant before. Kawhi has locked up. LeBron no, James before. Look, whatever Come you're, on, whatever you're saying, this is this is my reasoning. Because you're not living in 2022. No, no, this is look. He just played last year. In 2021, Kawhi was putting up and now he just missed a season in the playoffs. How many people have done that? Answer that question. Not many. With jump shots. Not many. So what are you talking about? Kawhi was putting up Shaq level right, efficiency. Right, right. Hold on, I gotta say that Kawhi was putting up Shaq level efficiency. In the playoffs. Do you know what that means, bro? I don't think you understand what that really means, bro, of jump shots, bro. Please don't forget who Kawhi Leonard is. I understand Tatum is on his way. I get it. He's he's a top 10 player. Fact. No, no, I'm not no, disagreeing with y'all there. But I think y'all are forgetting who Kawhi Leonard is. And that's weird to no me. Just because he got hurt doesn't mean somebody you can propel somebody I else can. over him. Because even last Kawhi, Tatum's this year and last year wasn't better than Kawhi's last year. So don't stop forgetting who that guy was, no, bro. No, Tatum was better than him. You didn't even know he's putting up Shaq efficiency. I did know that. What's Tatum's efficiency? Probably okay. in the 40s. Say something. what you got to say. Look. Shaq efficiency. If you're going off of the past. Last year. You have a case. You have literally argument. just happened no, no, last year. Like, like, Kawhi just like missed an years. entire season, Kawhi bro. Kawhi like he's been hurt for three bro, years. No, no. He missed one season, bro. Bro. It's one season. In the past four years, he's been out for two of those. What you talking about? San Antonio missed an entire year. That was like five years ago. 2018. That, that was four it's years 2022. ago. 2022. Okay, it's four years. <laughs> you, no, four bro. years. So then after that's what he did. Exactly what I said, though. After that, what he do? Hold up. What did he do after that? I know what he did. I know what he did. Because KD was injured, to be fair. <laughs> that's the oh fact. That's the fact. Hold up. This is, this okay, is what I'm saying. Fair. This is my point. The reason why I have Tatum and why I would prefer Tatum over Kawhi is because right now, yes, Kawhi has the resume over Tatum. There's no doubt about it. But Kawhi Leonard is somebody who is turning 31 in June. He just tore his ACL, missed an entire year, or Jason Tatum might lead his team to the finals this year. New medicine. We see Jason guys come Tatum back. That is, doesn't matter bro, bro, anymore, Jason bro. Tatum is hitting his prime right now. Kawhi's falling out of it. Jason That's Tatum's why I'm 19. taking Tatum. That's why Wait, I'm taking Tatum. <laughs> Wait, you, you, talk about, you talk about Kawhi's falling out of his prime. You haven't even seen it happen. You're just assuming. No, I, well, assuming, uh, 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 assuming, uh, 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 you're assuming the you're age not. players usually get off their prime. We Thirty-one years old. Harden, KD, not KD that just KD coming off of the off. stop, stop. Why you take Kawhi over KD? No, hell no. The but you wouldn't take Tatum over KD unless you're crazy. <laughs> I don't know. He I, he I just outplayed him. So so one so he locked okay. him down. So, so so wait wait. I love this. So you just gave Trey Young a pass for playing like shit. But yet, Katie, Wait, what, what's but, the pass I'm giving Trey Young though? You just I, said you just said we're overreacting to Trey Young playing like shit. Mm-hmm. But yet, you're saying since Tatum outplayed him, which was amazing, nobody's denying that. But since he outplayed him in one series, no, he locked him up too though. Yeah. Like it, we so saw, he, so he's we better. saw a so he's, matchup. So he's better than Kevin Durant. Look, I'm not going as far to say that, <laughs> but I, I think you. he's better than Kawhi. And if you're if you're telling me, look, if you're telling me, look, you got you you can pick between Tatum, Katie, Kawhi. For a series, I'm, I'm going. I'm going Tatum for a playoff series. You're taking Tatum no, just, over. like I'm for future you, references because you. he's younger. Of course. Yeah, of course, yeah, because he's about to hit his prime while these other two are but falling out. But who's a better basketball player, Kawhi? And I will tell you this right now, straight faced. Outside of Giannis, I am taking Tatum over everyone. You're just saying that to push your dumbass Boston agenda because that not, doesn't even make sense. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> in you in terms, you wouldn't take of, Tatum over the Joker. You're taking just Tatum over Steph. In terms of you two way players, you wouldn't take Tatum over Steph. Let me Tatum over. Let me Listen, like I'm. It just yes, doesn't make I would sense. take Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> Come 
this nah. is what I'm talking about. No, no, okay. Recency bias bro, 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 is not, fullest, not, bro. It's We're different. Ta- Listen, the, with, with di- the thing is bro. that you're overlooking is that his defense is elite. No, I think you're overlooking how overlooking how great these other players are. I think you really are. The fact that he can still give you 28 and still be this elite defender is only seen by Giannis and your boy Kawhi. That's it. So were you taking Kawhi over Steph? No. Probably not. So why are you taking Tatum over Steph? Last season? Last season, the year before that, no, he wasn't no, doing it. No, I, I could have I could have argued taking no, no, Kawhi. No, no, would you doing it? Because you love two ways. Yeah. You're a two-way yeah. guy. You just said no. I'm saying I would. Recency bias is insane. I can't, I can't make it up. He just swept Kevin Durant. He made Kevin Durant look like he was nowhere near his level. Yeah, I know. Let's wait till the end of the playoffs. Because when Steph has a ring, I want to see if you're going to say the same thing. Okay, Steph has a great team around him, and even still, I don't see it happening. Tatum has a great team around him, too, to be fair. Oh, he has an gr- unbelievable team around him. Yeah. But you see Boston doing it. What are we talking about? You see Boston winning, but not. The I do see the Boston winning the entire. You see time. your agendas. It's not an agenda. I'm just being consistent. If you want to call it an agenda to try and minimize it, fine. But I'm just telling you my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. I can't wait till Kawhi comes back next year. I just can't wait. Just can't wait. He's going to literally. Yeah, maybe be your this. Clippers will actually do something. I mean, well, he's I mean, going to be this, the same this, guy. This is what I'm going to tell you. You're just saying he's be- he's going to be better because of health. Kawhi's health is going to not even just because of health he because is. because I said in the off season that this is the year. Tatum takes that true superstar leap, which he has taken that leap already. Top finish, top five or top six, I don't know, in MVP voting. Next year, I am willing to bet money that Tatum finishes over Kawhi on the MVP ladder. He probably will. That doesn't mean he's going to be better. Devin Booker finished over Steph. Is Devin Booker better than Steph? Because we know Steph was hurt, though. Okay. Well, if if they're both relatively healthy and they Devin Booker finished over Luka. You wouldn't put Devin over Luka? That's we know that's seen. No, no, no. Don't 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 that's don't seen. try to fix what that's you're seen. saying now. That's what you said. You said he because he's gonna finish it over in the MVP race, so he's better. Okay, Devin Booker finished should, five, bro. Should should uh should the Clippers with their roster, PG and Kawhi coming back, not be a top three seed in the West next year? Yes. Okay, so that means that Kawhi should finish as a top ten MVP candidate. He will finish as a top ten or top five. I would say if they're a top three seed, maybe top top five. Depends. And, and off narrative, he got to finish as a top whole, five. He missed I, don't, the whole I don't think he has to. He doesn't. He's he's gonna have a great regular season, and the playoffs is gonna be the separator. Okay. Superstars in the regular season. This is just. This is just. They know. They know what they are. It's the playoffs. That's the separator. That's what I'm telling mm-hmm. you. So regular season. Okay. It's gonna be similar. Tatum's well, gonna be a little am, better. I am banking on Tatum. For the next four or five years, being far better than Kawhi in the next four or five years, I can live with that. Four or five. That's what I'm yeah. doing. I can live with that four. Or five. I would next even year, go to no. say, but two to, next two to three, it's gonna be Tatum's gonna be the better player. Make sure Kawhi will be better. Okay, we'll see. We'll this see is how the, that this happens. is the the starting of Jason Tatum's ascension to being next year. Kawhi will be the literally the same robot. Yeah, no, he'll be better. Okay, because yeah, I talk about it. so. So wait, you have so if you have Kawhi, if Tatum is nine, where's Kawhi? Right behind him. So he's ten. I mean, Tatum's possibly. nine. Tatum, look, let me get my get me get rankings. List. I keep pulling it up and not like getting it over with. Okay, Giannis one, mm-hmm. Jokic two, mm-hmm. Steph is three, mm-hmm. and beat is four. LeBron five, six is Luca, mm-hmm. seven is Tatum, eight is KD, nine is Kawhi, ten is PG. That's my list. So Kawhi is the ninth best basketball player. And Kevin Durant is eighth. You would take Kawhi over Luca. Luca is a different no. no no let me okay so no, I so so the players I have over him outside I guess of Embiid I would probably drop Embiid but that's okay just yeah I'm uh, dropping Embiid. Embiid's of it, high outside of Embiid, Embiid all these players cool. so with KD Giannis Jokic Curry LeBron Luca 
I like I like where Luke is. So you're Tatum, saying Tatum, so, drop MB. So you're saying so you're saying so you are overreacting to Kawhi being nine, but in your list he'd be seven. No, I'm no listen. I'm gonna and flip. Tatum is already fringe five from. What I would I'm flip where you, where you had MB. Four, Four, right? I would flip him, Kevin Durant. Where's five? LeBron. I would have Luca ahead of LeBron. Kawhi at seven. So two spots is why you're throwing you're, a and you're, and you're taking KD over LeBron. I'll probably flip them then. I was, probably, yeah, flip them yeah, then. agreed. The the the, I would have, I, the five that's hard to number, but I I would probably flip them. So okay. Before we go on to the next segment, a quick word from DraftKings. The NBA playoffs means next-level basketball. Get in on the first-round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can bet also, during the first round with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place the same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsman partner of the NBA. Perfect segue. On to the next topic. Well, actually, this week in the NBA first. And this week in the NBA, uh, Zach Lowe, said on his podcast or somewhere where he said, I read it on Twitter, that teams are already looking to tie in salary to the percentage of games played in some form of capacity. And this is interesting because that means less guaranteed money for players. And if that happens, I think there is a potential, there is potential for a big NBA lockout looming, if that is the case. That was my this week in the NBA. Also, um... Charles Barkley calling KD a bus rider. Uh, KD clap backed with the uh, the big mid, three mid mid clap back. Yeah. It, it wasn't even a make sense clap back. They made the conference finals. Yeah, but Barkley was like out of his. He was thirty five. Yeah, yeah. One, technically, one of them was his rookie year. Technically, Pippen was thirty three. He was thirty five, and I think technically KD is too though. He's thirty three. He's kind of out of his prime too. Sixers. He was a rookie though. Yeah, he got drafted. But you know, the the big thing is that you know Barkley called KD a bus rider, but uh, I mean he averaged thirty five, so I don't know how how you can be a bus rider. I, think, I understand he 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 definitely rode on the wave of I the Warriors, was, but what do you mean he's not a bus? I rider? I think it was right message, wrong. Thirty five points in the finals, eighth player you ever can, to do that. You can, I feel be, like Shaq you can be said it. you can be great and still be a bus rider because that's exactly what he was. He averaged thirty five though. Okay, I'm acknowledging he played was, well. Was LeBron not D Wade's bus rider in a sense? Coming to his town? No, he was not. I think people were taking it like it's disrespect. The thing, of, I, I think it is disrespectful because, I mean, oh the no, Warriors Chuck meant it as disrespect. The Warriors, I, I mean, regardless of what you want to say about KD, yes, the Warriors were the best regular season team of all time. I mean, were they going to win two championships after that season if KD does not go there? Who knows? Know. I mean, who they were going to keep beating They're Kevin going. Durant. What are the odds? They were They're going to keep beating Kevin Durant. I'll tell you that. They were going to keep beating him. In my opinion, listen, I agree with that. If he doesn't go to the Warriors, I think LeBron can can run it back to back. LeBron could also 100%. lose, though. I guess. Fine. I mean, if you're going to play the baby card. Yeah, no, and listen, that being said, 
LeBron 2016 beats that Warriors team. We don't get a true trilogy because Kevin Durant comes in and spoils that. Trilogy would have been lit. It would have been awesome. I just know if he doesn't go there, Kevin Durant doesn't go to the finals, in my opinion. Easily. I don't think that team was going to – especially after they just blew 3-1, they, they weren't going to beat them after that. No. But um, – Maybe they come back hungry. Maybe because KD yeah, was amazing. I feel like Charles – I feel like Shaq should have said that. You know, but why? Why can't Chuck say that? Because he hasn't won? Because Chuck, like, it's just like – it's hard for him to – like, because I know he, he probably didn't mean it in a disrespectful way, but I feel like sometimes certain guys can't say – because, like, Charles, you was just raving about – like, it was a video that came out that, Charles, you was calling Kevin Durant the best player in the league when he won the champs with Golden State. So you were not only talking about – you were literally on his body when he was riding the bus. So you can't kind of play I think both he was ways. expecting him to continue to be I, successful I think, afterwards. Uh, I think the comment stems from Charles Barkley being a bit jealous because he never won a championship. And he's like, okay, I never won a championship – because I stuck with Phoenix. Although he tried to go to Houston and win one, he ultimately didn't win one. And, and if you look at reports from that Houston time, Scottie Pippen called Barkley uh, somebody who didn't take the game seriously. He was criticized for the shape he was in at the time. But Barkley's <laughs> probably like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to praise KD for winning these championships because he never did it as the, the main man on a team. I at least tried to attempt to and failed and I'm going to live with it. But I didn't do what KD did and then you know, chase the ring. So that's why I feel like there's some form of jealousy there. But even if, like, we talk about KD leaving to Golden State, take the Golden State years out. KD is still far above Barkley in the, in terms of legacy and what we're talking I mean, about. Obviously. I know, I know. But that's what we're I'm saying. So that, that's why I don't I don't think, you know, I think it was a bit of a low, low blow at KD. I think that's what he's saying, though, because if you take away the Warriors ring, they both made it to the finals. Yeah. One time. Yep. They're both MVPs. And I don't think he was trying to make it like I'm a better I'm better than Kevin Durant. I think he's just being an analyst and saying terrible like that. What uh, fair yeah, for sure, but in the sense of what is is Kevin Durant really who everyone perceives him to be he is, since, since he can't get it done after leaving Golden State. That's init- that's essentially what he was saying. And listen, hasn't been able to do it. It's been 5 4 years since it happened. I think people need to forget it, you know. No, it's no, a weak move. Nef- that, no. that was that him going. To no, go it is a weak move. But It'll like people keep going back and talk about he's this, he's that. We know what he is. Bro. The thing is, if I've been very adamant. If you want a championship with the Nets, what can I say? I can't say anything. You got to give me a spot. I can tell you that he's a, he, he's a top twelve player ever. If he doesn't win with the Nets, does his legacy take a hit? Like I'm taking Steph Curry all time over him. If he doesn't win a championship post Golden State, that's no, Steph that's, though. That's good. No, but you ain't taking 15 guys. If his legacy, if he keeps losing, you ain't taking 15 guys Agreed. over Kevin Durant. Agreed. Ever, so. Agreed. That's Steph though. Okay. Steph is. Uh, <laughs> you know how much I love Steph. Oh God. Next topic. Did you guys didn't have this week in the NBA? Bro, well, you, told, you told us that you had our, our, our this week in the NBA. No, like, my, I got one. Uh, last week, y'all just said that you're going to start yeah, coming. Yeah, but with then like you three, said, four. I got this week in the NBA figured out. When did I say that? Did you say that? You d- over, he, he said maybe that? I'm delusional. Yeah. But go ahead. Boy, boy tired. Um, you no. don't have to give yours. Don't worry. It's all right. I, I'll I got figure you. it out. Nah, nah, nah. No, no, that's okay, bro. I got one. I think one we'll both love. Zach Levine's getting surgery this summer. 
I don't know if I love that. Well, I love it because he's been hurt all year. He said his knee has been 50% on good days, so that means on bad days. My goodness, I don't even know what that (laughs) looks like. But he's been dealing with injuries in his stomach, his hands, his knees all year. So you could tell about his different production that his injuries have been affecting him, but he didn't really complain too much. He continued to play. So Zach is officially going to get that knee surgery. We got stomped out tonight. But hopefully we can get a better Zach next year. So all right, my this week in the NBA is going to be that Zach. Uh, that excuse me, that Devin Booker is going to be turning back to the lineup for the Phoenix Suns. Now, I don't personally love this. I feel as if they can win the series without Devin Booker. Of course, you would love to have him back, but in my opinion, you should rest Devin Booker. God forbid he reaggravates the hamstring injury. Your title chances are completely shot without Devin Booker. You're not winning a championship. I think you should rest him. I think that this team is more than good enough to get past. The, the Pelicans, we saw it last night. They were on full display clicking. Mikel Bridges, shout out to him. He had an excellent Bro, performance last night. he hasn't missed a game. Mikel Bridges. The league. Look, he, he the, the, reason, the reason why I disagree with you is because. In the sense of sitting Devin Booker? If he can play game six play. He should not. You have to close out the Pelicans. In my opinion. You we, can't let this go to seven. Anything can happen in seven. Hamstring injuries are, Dallas is coming. are nagging. Yeah. And, and God Dallas forbid. Is coming. Oh, oh, exactly why you should sit him. Because you want him fully ready to play the Mavs and or the they Jazz. Could, they win. I mentioned this earlier, but the Celtics and the Warriors are favorites to be the finals matchup. And before we end off this week in the NBA, we're going to play Would You Rather. Now, initially, initially it was supposed to be De'Aaron Fox, but we went on a tangent and talked about James Harden and where he ranks that I thought it'd be more fitting for this episode to now do a Would You Rather on James Harden. So... Would you rather oh, James Harden? Whoa, curveball. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather this player or that player, James Harden edition, CJ McCollum? CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum. Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. JB. Desmond Bain. James Harden. Desmond Bain. Anthony Edwards. Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Edwards. Chris Middleton. James Harden. James Harden. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. CP. Bradley Beal. Bradley. James Harden. Okay. I That's really that's a toss up for real. Clay Thompson. Oh, Clay Thompson. Clay. Clay. I can, I can think. You didn't think Clay's been cra- he's been going crazy. And now last one I'll throw at you guys. I need a crazy this one. I need something one. crazy. Dylan Brooks. James Harden, bro. Mr. Chuck Shot. Mm, <laughs> James Harden, but Dylan Brooks has has been surprisingly very, very good efficiency-wise shooting the ball. He's been big for them, yeah. He has been. And answer? defensively, he's been awesome. What's your answer? I'm going to go James Harden, but reluctantly. What about Jordan Poole? Jordan Poole. Oh, so biased. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> he had a poopy game. Uh, so swaggy. I'm, I'm going James Harden. Drew Holiday? Drew Holiday, Drew easy. It's crazy because I feel like a lot of these are easy, but I this isn't similar to the Westbrook one we did because, like, just saying You're naming butt names, saying for, so, <laughs> not butt. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know, you know, you know what I was trying to. You know that Westbrook one? I I missed the name that I wanted to say. I wanted to say Jose Alvarado and <laughs> um, that one. And I would I, I might have picked Alvarado. Now stop it. Why is you? What's your love with Desmond Bain? What are you talking about? You pick, you pick Desmond over uh, Harden? Yeah. I only pick Poole because of straight bias. You mean that. Yeah, like, I do mean it. Okay, no, I'm just asking. Just interesting. I'll have to think about that one. Okay. Desmond Bain got to show me a little more. 
He's been cooking. What about he's Jeremy arguably, Grant? He's arguably been the best player on the Grizzlies. And they're struggling. That tells you something. They're still... They sh- it should be, and I don't even like Minnesota. It should be 4-1. Okay. Minnesota's going but to the next three, two. round. 3-2. Yeah, should tell you something. Say that name again. Jeremy Grant. Oh, my God. James Harden. Harden. I'm trying to look at some names, but it's like it's Nuggets not it's not the same. Winning. How much they winning about? Seventy eight seventy going into the fourth. Who the Nuggets are winning? Going back to Denver would stay. Listen, I would take that because I said Jokic gets two. Another one, man. I did pick Warriors in six. No, you pick Warriors in five. I picked yeah. them in four. This shouldn't be a sweep. Um, yeah, teams be playing. Jokic. Right? No, I think it was four and five. Y'all yeah, be playing. Five. The Warriors be playing with their food too much, man. Yeah, yeah they're not gonna play with Phoenix. They're gonna whip your ass. I mean, we have to also acknowledge that the Nuggets do this. Like, they come back. That they're, res- they're a resilient team. I hope they don't come back. When they say, bro. <laughs> Yo, I would cry. <laughs> that shit's going to blow my mind. We're still going to dog nah, walk. Dog, this ain't a dog walk if it goes we'll six. We'll just dog walk the next two series. Uh-huh, there you go. You got to make up, right? Yeah. We talked about Jason Tatum earlier in this show and where he ranked in the NBA. Now, we're going to preview the Bucks versus Celtics second round matchup. Now, the season series was two games to two. Last time they faced in the playoffs was in 2018, and Jason Tatum, alongside Kyrie Irving, didn't have a great series. So Stunk for Tatum, at least, this is some revenge. Chris Middleton most likely not playing. We'll see what happens with that. Um, who wins this matchup? Who wins and why? <clears throat> no, Chris Middleton is going to be tough. You know, he's he's their fourth-quarter shot maker. You know, he's the guy they give the ball to down the stretch. You know, he makes big plays for them, and he's one of their floor spaces, you know. Defensively, he hasn't been good this year, but I think offensively, you know, he's still that guy that can bring it. Their big three is pretty strong. They play well together. Drew Holiday is still one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. In playoff time, he knows when to turn it up. He's reached that level where he kind of cruises through the regular season in playoff time. He turns it up. You see what he did to DeMar and uh, Zach Levine. So um, for me, though, Middleton not playing is going to be tough, but I think they showed a bit of resilience. It showed a bit of a different vibe. I think, like, actually, defensively, they're much better without Chris Middleton. And I'm, I trust Giannis. You know, he, offensively, he's got that post fadeaway. He's got that mid-range. He's definitely improved his game. So I'm going to go Bucks. You don't even mean that in your no, heart. I, do heart. I, just want to, I just don't know how many games because this game, this series is so crazy. I'm just going to say Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to win this series. You know series. you have to say a game. Six or seven. It's going uh-huh. six or seven. Uh-huh. I'm going to take Bucks. You know, I think uh, defensively they've been amazing without Chris Middleton. Giannis is just on a different level. Drew Holiday is going to be able to negate Jalen Brown. Not Jason Tatum, but he's going to be able to make it tough. That's a really tough perimeter defender. Wesley Matthews, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, the floor spaces are there. Are. Brooke Lopez was hitting three. Splash Mountain is back. Defensively, this team <laughs> is different. So Splash I, Mountain? That's what I they like call that. it. No, that's literally like what that. they call it. What's wrong Milwaukee. with that? Splash Mountain, baby. I haven't heard that. You're casual. Sorry, I, think. I don't want to adapt to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're casual. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got bucks in six or seven. Though. I think this would be probably a really – Great series, but I got bucks. Listen, uh, we whoever came, comes out of this is going to the finals. I ain't gonna lie. No doubt about that. We came into not as not if it's the Bucks. Heat will beat them. Okay. We came into this playoffs thinking that the, the Nets and and the Celtics were gonna no, be the best. No, not we. Him. Who? No, I. I was, I'm. He I'm called this. He called that ECF matchup. I didn't. Do I thought that. it was gonna be the best. Uh, excuse me. I thought it was gonna be the best matchup of the first round. I was wrong. It was definitely, but it was great games all around. You but just one of the best series. You both did. Unfortunately, I did, but you said this is an ECF matchup. It definitely was. It was. It was a four game ass whipping. 
It definitely was. Point differential of 17 points over four games. It's not ass whooping. Four games. It was just four games. Nets Bro, being the first, the first two games, the Nets didn't close out. The last two, Celtic definitely. This, this right here uh, is an ECF game, matchup. Game four, I wouldn't say necessarily controlled. It was a tie game when Tatum fouls out. The Nets easily could have closed that game. Kevin Durant couldn't. Um, I'll say this uh, in talking about the Bucks versus Celtics. This is going to be an unbelievable matchup. In terms of depth, we're looking at two of the most deep teams in the Eastern Conference. Even with all that being said, I lean the Celtics. I'm looking at the way that they've played defensively. They are the best defensive team in the NBA. Marcus Smart, his ability to 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 defend the, the perimeter, to defend bigs, he has been excellent this whole season. You have Jason Tatum, who's elevated his defense to an elite level. Jalen Brown, great defender. Rob Williams is is an interesting factor in all this because I think what needs to happen is Rob Will and Al Horford create a wall to try and stop Giannis because Giannis is going to be the reason why the Bucks are going to be in this game. He's obviously the best player in the NBA. It's very hard to stop Giannis, but that wall of Rob Will and Al Horford is essential to the Celtics winning this series. And I think that it will hinder Giannis to a certain degree. Giannis will still get his, but it's going to be enough that is going to to allow the Celtics to get over the top. I think offensively, I lean Celtics. They're they're shot makers outside of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart hits hits big shots when when you need him to. You still have Grant Williams, who was lights out against the Nets, but throughout the entirety of the season has been a 40% three-point shooter. He has been extremely solid. Al Horford played extremely well against the Nets. I'm expecting him to continue to play very well. The Celtics have been clicking since the All-Star break. They have been the best team in basketball, and I expect that to continue. The Bucks have a great team. Giannis is fantastic. Drew Holiday, like you mentioned, is one of the best, arguably the best perimeter defenders at the guard position, especially defending the guard position. He is second to none. He's unbelievable. But I just look at the Celtics. I think their their team chemistry right now is that is right now the best in the Eastern Conference. I think that they just have everything going for them right now. And Emi Adoka, his adjustments, his ability to to drop a scheme against the team's best player, as we saw in the Nets series, he's already shown great strides as being a, a solid head coach, and I'm expecting him to drop great adjustments against Giannis Antetokounmpo. Believe it or not, I'm going Celtics in five. Oh, damn. This series is about role players. Um, very, very good assessment. And I trust the Celtics supporting cast more. I don't think this is a series where they can wall up on Giannis just because the personnel on Milwaukee's side doesn't allow for Celtics, the Celtics defense to do something like that. You look at the last time Giannis really got walled up on, it was because they had Eric Bledsoe and he couldn't shoot. You look at the Bucks now, they have shooters everywhere, whether it's with the tall, a taller lineup with Giannis, Portis, and Lopez. And they can even go small and have Holiday Matthews, Giannis, and Connaughton out there with the Portis or maybe even swap them out for another guard there. So I think the Bucks can counter a lot of what the Celtics want to do. I think where the Celtics have the advantage in this series is that they play help. They're always in help position. And that's the way defense is supposed to be played because if you're in help, you don't have to get in help. If you're already in there, you don't have to get in help. And sometimes does that leave open shooters? It absolutely does. But I think in this case, and with the Boston Celtics specifically, they have a lot of six, seven plus wings who have long wingspans who they can cheat. 
more so than other teams can cheat defensively mm-hmm. because they can recover quicker sure. than other teams because they have the personnel to do so. But like I said, it's about role players, and I trust the Celtics ones. I trust Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Rob Williams, Peyton Pritchard, Derek White. I trust those guys more over Wesley Matthews, over Bobby Portis, over Pat Connaughton. And I love Bobby Portis. I do, and I love Brooke Lopez That's the as thing. well. These are, they're solid role players. They but are. But I just I like Boston a little bit more. And what I am kind of cautious about is Boston – offensively because defensively they're a great team offensively they do have their stretches where they're not able to score as great as other teams are on offense because of that I wonder how that's going to happen who is Drew Holiday going to guard is it going to be Tatum because he can give him a lot of fits or do they try to maybe neutralize Jalen Brown more I think they probably the matches will JT. probably be JT. Holiday on Tatum, mm-hmm. which we'll see how Tatum fares in that type of matchup. It's definitely going to be something that's either going to make or break him in terms of where we rank him because it is against one of the best point-of-attack def- defenders in the NBA. This stat is what's making me lean Boston in this series. The Bucks are 14th in defensive rating, and they're one of the best teams at defending the paint. But this has <coughs> been a flaw in Mike Budenholzer's defensive philosophy since he got to uh, – the Bucks team, since he's coached the Bucks, is that they are great at protecting the paint because they give up a lot of threes. And before the All-Star break, the Bucks gave up the most wide-open threes with about 20 a game, and teams were converting 34% on those shots, which, when you look at it, just on a basic view, just on a surface level, it's okay, they're shooting 34%, the Bucks have a good defense against three-point shots. But post-All-Star break... Teams converted 39% of their threes, which is the most in the NBA. So the Bucks give up the most threes in the NBA against a team like Boston, who has the knockdown shooters to make them pay for it. I feel like that can be a huge swing in the series. Because of that, I have the Celtics. I think they have the length and bodies to match up with somebody like Giannis to at least neutralize as much as you can neutralize them. They have the players who can always be in help position and also recover on their man. This is a seven-game series to me. I think it's Celtics in seven. Um, and I think a lineup we'll see a lot from Milwaukee is I think they'll probably try to match the Boston Celtics' uh, size and go a little bit smaller just to space out the four more. I, w- I think we're going to see a lot of Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Wesley Matthews, Pat Connaughton with Giannis at the five in, in this match specifically. But maybe they can go with more size because the Celtics, although they are great defensively, they do lack size. You know, Rob Will is 6'8". Um, he has a large wingspan, but against Lopez, seven foot, against Bipor, six eleven, against Giannis, six eleven. Yeah, there is. Tyson they have Harford a size advantage, so this is a matchup where I think the Bucks have to maybe use size to their advantage to get the edge, but then you risk guys not closing out as fast as you have a you know shorter and more agile lineup out there. So I got the Celtics though. I think the Celtics are going to win the series. And I do have my concerns with Milwaukee's defense. Of course, outside of Drew Holiday and Giannis, who those two you can count on to be great defensively. Wesley Matthews is a good defender. Good. I ain't gonna say, he's, a good, he's a good defender. Now, and especially with Middleton not being there, which we've already spoken about. Middleton, yes, his offensive input is definitely going to be missed. 
but defensively, he's not been what he was in the past. And, and really, you look at the rest of the Milwaukee supporting cast defensively, they just don't hold a candle to to what the Celtics have going on right now. It, it really is going to depend on that matchup, JT versus Drew Holiday. If JT is getting his, and even still we saw where JT doesn't necessarily have to be shooting 50% from the field. He can still facilitate to get his boys involved. You still have JB, who you have to be concerned about. And like I already mentioned, their role players are hitting shots. And if they're hitting shots, Celtics got this one easy. I don't know about easy because I think Milwaukee can hit shots just like Boston. You know, Grayson Allen's a shooter. Pat Connaughton's a shooter. Wesley Matthews is a shooter. Connaughton just got, today, I would say, is Connaughton finally coming back to. Nah, he was good at home. You know, I think. I feel like he's been struggling recently. Bobby Portis is also a shooter. I can't forget about Bobby no Portis. Bobby. Brooke Lopez can Wait, hit some threes. Uh, so, I'm kind of shocked that you have them in five. Well, I was shocked you had Brooklyn, well, Celtics against Brooklyn in five. But I think that's a bit of a different story. Giannis, to use the best player in the world. He is. So, you think he's going to lose in five. And and that's not me saying anything on, on Giannis's name. I think Giannis is still going to be great. I'm just looking at the Celtics team as a whole. Is there time? And I feel like they have just been consistently dominant since the second half of the season. And I'm going to continue to ride. <laughs> nah, and five is crazy. It's bro. all right. You guys call me crazy for my take against the Nets. I sat here straight face. First, Phoenix was your team that you're going to ride to the sun. Now it's Boston. This your team. You feel like it's their time. You know what? Listen, and, and I get you calling me out on that. I usually don't flip. And, and that's fine. But at least I've been consistent since I flipped. Your Bucks before was your time in the sun. But again, it, it, was, it was since. Usually don't flip. This is your first full season. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about you got like a five-year track record. I've been, I've been on the show for a year, over a year now. It was just your first it's, full NBA season. Well, it's like the, the halfway point hit. I saw that what the Celtics were doing. I usually don't so, flip. And in your first <laughs> season, flip. Yeah, you Whatever you guys want to say, I mean, and, and I've been taking that to the moon. I'm looking like I own Amazon right so now. So if the Phoenix, if Phoenix and Boston meet in the finals, you have I'm Boston. actually I'm taking Boston. Oh, so you're off the okay. But I never had Phoenix winning the chip. I had Milwaukee winning the chip. Okay. So Milwaukee goes from winning the chip to losing in five well, because they're facing the Boston Celtics, who I are you the at least best team. More than five games, I was though. thinking I mean, about it's the it. Best player in the world. In your I was eyes. Th- no doubt about it. I was thinking. many. I was thinking about it, and I just. Look at the dominance on the defensive side of the ball of the Celtics and, and still the offensive output that they're able to put forth with their role players on top of JT and JB. I think the Celtics got this one. So easy. what you're telling me is that Giannis isn't going to dominate this series? No, that's actually not at all you what I said. You don't think the Bucks defense could dominate, though? No, personally, no. It, it, it really is dependent on JT on Drew Holiday. Excuse me, well, Drew Holiday I, I on like, JT. Because I think J, J, Drew's probably going to start on JB. They're gonna probably throw. I don't Matthews. think because that's what they. I'm just going off what I've seen. They usually start. They put Drew on the best player towards the back end of the game. Well, I think what like the they were they were expecting was that Drew. Uh, excuse me, that Levine was going to be more offensive dominant, and then it really ended up being Demar. Not really, because in the they, regular season they did the same but, thing. But then once they realized that, they immediately switched Drew onto onto Demar. I think yeah. Well, I think Matthews will start. You know, you want to save your best defender for the right moment. So I think Matthews would probably start on JT. Drew will probably start on JB. He's going to have to and guard the, either one And the difference is, as opposed from the Bulls to the Celtics, is the Celtics are healthy. JB and Levine right now, Levine has been hindered almost all season. Yeah. JB's been getting it going. Drew's, he's been... He's been Drew will be fine. Uh, Drew yeah, will... De- he'll, he'll definitely play well, but I'm not expecting him to halt JT to the point where it's affecting his game as a whole. I think he'll affect his game a little bit. It's Drew Holiday we're talking about. <laughs> he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll impact it a little bit, but not to the point where I still don't see the Celtics winning the series Wait, so you easily. Just, you just seen Drew like most 
for the most part, lock up DeMar. And Zach. He won't do like, that to Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum's a better offensive player than the two of them. I'm talking about Jalen Brown. Brown. I think he oh, com- no. he'll completely oh, no. take Jalen Brown out the series. I'm, if he stays with him the whole time. We're talking about Jason Tatum right here. Because I believe that Drew Holiday is going to play defense on Jason Tatum so for the majority if, of the if series. you think if Drew Holiday takes out Jalen Brown, they can win in five still? Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, bro. Oh you, my god. I don't know because I just like because Jason. then you're really putting JT on who Wes Matthews. Is that what you really want? No, I'm saying like I think they would rather lock JT. Not saying that he will get locked, but they'd rather lock JT and let everybody else beat them. That's my point. So you're gonna have Drew That's Holiday. Not five games. You're gonna have Drew Holiday with JT. Correct. He's mentioning JB now. That's fine. Okay, that's, so that's not five. Do, do you games. want Drew Holiday on JB? Or you want him on J- JT? JT. That is that is exactly. But what I'm just I'm telling saying. you what they, I think what they would do. I just think it's crazy if you if you think Giannis is really the best player in the world. Yeah. With the Bucks, the Bucks are a good team. Like it's not like they're, they're the Nets. They, they're great. They are a great team. They're a really good team. I'm just looking at the Celtics. And I think they're like better. they they are the team that if if not for Boston, you'd have them winning the final or going to the finals, right? Yeah. So how many sure. games would you have Boston beating Phoenix? Wait, because wait, hold Phoenix on. Phoenix would be five. Hypothetically, hypothetically. <laughs> Hypothetically, he thinks the Celtics beat everybody in five. If bro. the Bucks, if the <laughs> if the Bucks meet the Warriors in the finals, you have the Bucks in that series. The Bucks and the Warriors, I would take the Bucks. So, so a team that can beat the Warriors in I'm, the Celtics are that good. You have I think the Celtics. You're just, you're just going crazy. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Uh, five just games. I, I don't mind you picking them, but I think five games is like underselling. That's disrespectful. The I'll be Again, you guys, that's you, very disrespectful. You guys, gave they just me, won the championship. Yeah, bro. Respect to them. You guys gave me shit for 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 what I said with the Nets. You guys picked the Nets, um, so I'm going to sit here and I'm going to trust my word. But you think differently of Katie. You think highly of Giannis. Exactly. Is what we're saying, which is why we should even feel that I am being very sincere when I say. I just think you're being a little disrespectful. I think he's at worst, at worst, two games. You know, I think I think because you got uh, the Celtics Nets series right, and then <laughs> you're talking about they'll beat Phoenix in five. I do think so. Everybody in five. I'm assuming. So how many games would the Warriors be? Boston and the Warriors. No, oh, no. Boston and the Warriors would probably be seven. So the Bucs can beat them. <laughs> yeah. You have Boston and seven. We said the Suns. You said the Suns series versus No, the I'm Bucks. saying Boston and the Warriors. Boston and the Warriors. Seven. Yeah, seven. But Milwaukee Boston and, and Celtics, five. No, sorry. Boston Bucks and, and Celtics, five. five. But you think the Bucs can beat the Warriors? Correct. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. I you know, I, I it's matchup it. issues. I, I respect that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, think, I think because... Um, and it's the finals also. It's different vibes. I think I think because you um picked the Celtics over the Nets in the first round and you made the them in five and it ended up being Great a take. sweep. Um Great you take. are you are kind of like he putting the hat on expecting us to just give you the benefit of the doubt with this take. Listen, he's don't putting give, the hat on. Don't give me the benefit he, of the doubt. I, the I, look, I just I just feel like saying they can they're gonna beat Milwaukee in five is like It's all right. You're cool. guessing. It's That's like fine. bad I'm, analysis. I'm not guessing. It's I'm like not guessing. it's like a guess that if it turns out right, you're gonna look like a genius. I mean, it's essentially, like every every time we project, it's a guess, right? No, but I, guess I think we this one is guessing. like you're just saying. You know, you what? said like I'm gonna this, say these are the but, defending but I've, champions. I've we're given about. I've given very valid points to what I believe. You're putting the full Boston hat on. I respect it. It's not like I'm coming here just saying Boston five. So right, if they I'm play Ma- Miami five games again, oh yeah, no that that definitely could be oh, sweet. Yeah, it could be. Oh yeah, okay. He's putting the full Boston hat. I love it. Okay, I love it. I love that energy. So when the Bucks win, I'm gonna L you for. Five days straight. So you have yeah, the Bucks in one. I have the Bucks in six or seven. Yeah, I, I need. Can, seven. can we pick one? Okay, I'll say Bucks at home. They'll win at home in six. Six. Okay. Yeah, I got Celtics in seven. I, I think, think this is a seven, seven, six, seven, seven game, game series. series. You know, I, I don't know. Giannis is a different man. Like he, he's he a beast. He's amazing. You know what's gonna happen if they go down 0-2? 
He's going to go crazy. Giannis is going to go crazy. Yeah. He's not getting swept, bro. No. Which is, I don't or know what, I don't know where this idea came from that I think that Giannis is going to be bad. I said it very, I mean, very if clearly. If he loses in five, that doesn't something, mean that he played bad. Some, there has to be a few games where he plays like shit. I'll just be honest. It's just for me, it's hard for me to think of any scenario. I don't think where any team could beat the Bucs. It, it's not games. It's not even that. It's like, I, I just can't come up with any scenario where Giannis is dominant and is Giannis. They lose in five, bro. Because the rest of these guys, I can't trust fully. Like if you, Especially if you, if you are telling me Giannis game. is averaging thirty and twelve, it's six games here. They can I, lose. How? Like I just don't see how they lose in. Five. I don't see any team if at their that best. Dominant. So you can the see them in losing five. in six, but you can't see them losing in five. I just don't think any team at their at their best is beating the Bucks in five games. I'm telling you, Boston is like that. We'll see. I mean, they're a better defensive team than Brooklyn. Correct. Significantly. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I'm saying you're saying Boston, Bucks. Bucks. I mean, and you mentioned that, and you mentioned how you know Nets have a lot of flaws on their team, and you talked about the point deficit, sure. and every game was close for the yeah. most part. The Bucks aren't gonna; they're not gonna make those same petty little mistakes pedigree, bro. as for sure. Them. Experience, so, man. We'll see. I'm. Int- I can't wait. This is gonna be a. Good it's gonna be a great series. Every gonna game's be, gonna be great. So on to the Western Conference: Mavericks versus Suns. The Mavs haven't advanced yet, but we're under the assumption they probably will beat Ooh. Utah. Uh, I know, Utah that's, a, that's, a, that's another thing. Like that series really could go seven. Nobody cares about that series. I don't it can think. go seven, but I would still pick Luca. I would pick okay. Luka Suns, as well. Suns versus Mavs or Jazz. Maybe the Pelicans sneak into here. They they win it too, but no way. Um, no, we're losing. I'll just I'm gonna give this analysis based off of the Suns winning uh, facing the Mavericks. If they face the Mavericks, I mean. <coughs> It has been very lopsided the past two, three years. The Suns have won nine games in a row against the Mavericks. Damn, this year they're zero and three, but Luca missed two of those games. If the Sun, it's as simple as this: if the Suns are without Devin Booker, they lose this series. Uh, I think Luca now advances to West Conference Finals. I actually think you know, Warriors in the Conference Finals versus the Mavericks gives Tough. me gives me twenty fifteen WCF vibes. When the Warriors face James Harden oh, in the West Coast Finals, yeah, I think Warriors would beat the Mavericks fairly easy in the in the, in the Conference Finals, uh, probably five games. But if D Book doesn't play, yep, I have the Mavs in this one. But D Book plays, and I think the Suns they showed it all year. They're the best team in the West. They are disciplined defensively. Role players step up at the right time. Mikel Bridges having a thirty point game that was fantastic. The thing with the Mavericks is going to be interesting to see is that I think they have the perfect combination of ball handlers and guards that attack the basket, and it opens up a lot of the floor for shooters to now knock down wide-open shots, and they have versatile defenders. You look at Maxi Kleba, Dorian Finney-Smith, who I you know I think he's been one of the more underrated players in the league for a while, versus the Jazz. He's contested 93 shots, second behind him beating these playoffs, and opponents are shooting just below 40% against him. He's played some great defense on Donovan Mitchell, especially down the stretch. Mavericks right now from the three, shooting 36%. They're shooting very well. I just kind of don't know how the Mavericks sustain this level of three-point efficiency versus the Suns. We see it versus the Jazz because the Jazz have given up so many wide-open threes per game. No perimeter defenders. But you look at Bullock, he's shooting 41% from three. Kleba, 55%. Joint Finney-Smith, 38%. I just see these percentages dropping down. I think Mikel Bridges, he he has done as good of a job on Luka as anybody 
these past couple of years, whenever they match up, that's like the highlight, Mikel's defense on Luka. Luka will still get his, there's no doubt. And I also think that Brunson has come onto the scene, but he really flourished because Luka wasn't in the lineup. When you have three guards that thrive on handling the ball and that's how they create, they generate their offense and their playmaking, Luka doesn't add on to what Brunson does. He replaces it and does it better. So Luka now handling the ball more now kind of negates how valuable Brunson can be. And it also negates how valuable Dinwiddie can be. Not saying they can't have huge impact, impact, but just Luka having the ball that much. There's play styles are similar. It just cancels each other out. With Devin Booker, I trust the Suns' shot-creating ability. But without him, I think in the series versus the Pelicans, it's been very apparent that they need another shot creator. And that's why all season long I was yelling at the top of my lungs, trade for Eric Gordon. Trade for a player who can generate offense, who you just who can't just score off of pin downs or screens, who can just create for themselves. I feel like the Suns are missing that. I think it'll haunt them later on in the playoffs. But in this series, I think they can get by. Uh, they can get by, but they do need Devin Booker for this one. If not, I think they'll lose. Um, you know, piggyback a little bit of what you said. I, I personally, I love the three guard dynamic. You know, I think they have the right combination of uh patience, the right combination of pace. I like the way Jalen Brunson moves. I like the way Luca moves. Luca's kind of like that slow guard. Brunson's kind of that break you down, and Spencer's right at the attack. You know, I like the way they definitely balance off each other. Like you said, shout out to um Donovan Mitchell. He preached Dorian Finney Smith's defense. He said he's been as good as anybody has been. Against him, and that's that's fact. No, nobody's ever seen Donovan Mitchell play like this. And Dorian Finney-Smith has been incredible. The three-point Dallas is weird. They always hit at a ridiculous rate. You know, you look at last year against the Clippers. The first four games, they were hitting at a record rate from the three-point line. They would looked amazing. Right now, they look great defensively. They're always on go. It's just tough because, like you said, Utah doesn't really guard, so it's really hard to like analyze. Like, oh my god. Bullock's three-point percentage, Finney's three-point percentage right now. You know, Brunson's amazing performance. You know, he's been great, but Utah doesn't guard. Phoenix does. So Phoenix is a great defensive team, a great offensive team. So it's going to be a different energy. But they're going to need Brunson to step up. Dinwiddie's step up will continue to pace of what they're doing. But sure. I like this matchup. I think this could be an elite series. This could be the series that puts Luka up more in that upper room. You know, definitely put his name out there. I know he didn't play much in this series. But and people were kind of laughing at Utah, like yeah, he got out the first round. But this is Utah, I think this next one can really, you know, sixty win team. Phoenix, they do need Devin, like they need Booker back for this series, no doubt. But I think Dallas could possibly sneak this one out. You know, I, I'm gonna take Suns in seven. I think this is a seven game series for. Her. I think Luca is that great. I think he <clears throat> he just took the Clippers to seven. I think he can definitely take Phoenix to seven. I think with he had he has had more help this year than he's had the past two years. Although he doesn't have another star, he has Brunson, he has Dinwiddie. Dwight Powell's been amazing. He has the defenders. So I think sure. he's been good defensively too. So they don't, you know, Jalen Brunson, he's small, but he tries here and there, you know what I'm saying? So I think this would be a seven-game series, but I got the Suns. I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said. I'm looking at the Suns, and yes, they 100% need Devin Booker. I think that I'm looking at the Mavs team, and for them to take two out of the three games without Luka Doncic speaks to the depth that they have and the 
the chemistry that they've played with all season to step up in that absence without their best player and to to have Jalen Brunson step up the way that he has is credit to what the Mavs have done all season long. I do think they close it out this next game. And for for the matchup between the Suns, this will be a seven-game series because of Luka Doncic and how special he is and his impact to the team. This team defensively is completely different as opposed to, I'm assuming the Warriors are lit. <laughs> We're about four. You're just too much. But um, I'm looking at this, this Suns team defensively, and I think that that's where I'm giving them the edge. Yes, defensively, the Mavs have been great all season long, but I think defensively, the Suns do edge them out a little bit just because of the depth. So long as Devin Booker is healthy and he is playing for the Suns, I do lean the Suns solely for the fact that they just have a little bit more depth than the Mavericks. You know what? Uh, in the midst of you guys talking, and especially what you talked about um, with Kawhi and PG and how Luka took them to seven and how that same Clippers team without Kawhi took the Suns to six, potentially there seven. We go. <laughs> I'm changing my pick. I have the Mavericks in this series. Um, so in the midst of just us having a conversation. He literally just flipped. Just thinking about it. Minutes. Look, I think this is Luca's time. And all these thoughts started to come to me. And the thoughts were, okay, Devin Booker has a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, that regardless of what, you know, how healthy sure. or not he is, it's going to linger on. We just seen Dorian Finney-Smith neutralize Donovan Mitchell. Can he not guard D-Book a similar way? He definitely can. I don't trust the the shot creators on Phoenix. I don't trust Mikel having a 30-point explosion. I don't trust Cam Johnson having 20-point explosions. I don't you should. I don't trust DeAndre Ayton consistently doing what he does, even though I love Ayton, but it just feels like the Suns are missing something. Luka Doncic <coughs> is a superstar. Yep. This is the series that can solidify him not getting out the first round for the first two years in the playoffs, now making the WCF. Look, I think this is, we talk about Tatum's time. I think this is Luka's time to make the Western Conference Finals. I don't trust Phoenix's health. We never know when Chris Paul is going to go down. He looks we seen, anyways. We've seen the... He needs, he needs Devin. We've seen the bad luck that they've had throughout the course of well, Chris Paul has had throughout the course of the of playoffs in general. In his career, for sure. And it's just Luka. Like, you know, you guys just talking about Luka is what's changing my mind. And Dorian Finney-Smith, I trust him with the best of them. And defensively, I do. I think this is Mavericks in I just, seven. I think, the, I think the, it's Mavericks the, in seven. The difference with Donovan and Booker is Booker has so much that you can create for him on offense where he can get you in the elbow. He can ISO you. He can get you down or pin down. Like he can do so much as a form to Donovan Mitchell. He's kind of like not a one. I don't want to say directly one way scorer, but he's limited yeah. in terms yeah, yeah, of I, I know Dom, Devin Booker. And he's six, six Devin's post play and his ability to play. Yeah, make Booker's, is what makes Booker it is a little six, bit one. different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, the hamstring will be tough though. It's just Luca is. Yeah. Luca different. Luca different. It's just Luca's averages the most points per game in the playoffs and amongst anybody. Small sample size, but yes, yeah, it's, it's MJ. He cooked Kawhi. He cooked PG. It doesn't matter who you put in front of him. But Luka's in the fourth quarter, when you needed Kawhi to clamp up, he, he did. did. 
Well, that's because Luca. Yo, fifty-seven percent from the field. Yeah, is nuts. I tried to explain is that to you. N- I I didn't think it was fifty-seven. Yeah, I knew it was in the fifties. Fifty-seven is crazy. Well, at one point it was at sixty-one. Luca in the series versus the Clippers gassed out later in the game. He did every game, but yeah. now he has that help. Now he has Brunson. Now he has Dinwiddie. I feel like that's a difference and. Imagine that's the help you're giving them. No disrespect to these guys, but I'm just saying, like, you see the the the, oh, no, I was just the number up. twos that these guys play with outside of yes, the Mavericks. Sir, we want Minnesota. And credit to Brunson, but, man, Luca's Brunson's doing a lot with less. No, for, no, Brunson, without a doubt, gets his credit. But to mention Tim him, Woody as his number to three him hurts. Or Utah's extremely bad perimeter defense. Horrible defensively. A little bit of both? Horrible defensively. It's both. I think no, Brunson It's both for gonna, sure, but I think Brunson's going to give Phoenix the business, too. I don't think he was 28 a game. I think he gives him 20, though. Yeah, 20. I think 20 is a firm number. I think I think Luca will give him 30. Yeah. Brunson uh, gives him 20. Mikel is going to be on Mikel's a tough defender, but. Even if Mikel, I like, he's I been, like Mikel. He's been struggling with Brandon Ingram. Like he's been struggling with Brandon Ingram. I'm going with the Mavs. Luca's my guy. I'm I going like with it. the Mavs. I wouldn't I like be surprised one. if they win. I wouldn't like Mavs are a tough team. I wouldn't even be surprised. Like Mavs are a extremely tough team. I'd be surprised if they beat us, but the Suns, I wouldn't be surprised if they it's beat. It's Luca. You gotta give Luca his credit. I would be kind of surprised if the Suns lost. Yeah, but and we did all this analysis, but you know, let's say the Jazz come out, I have the Suns beating the Jazz. Oh, either. easily. Close our eyes and make that pick. There's no the, I, listen, if the Jazz beat the Mavs. I think the crazy. Jazz will win game six, get blown the fuck out game seven. <laughs> I'm so pissed at that. I'm so done with them. Honestly, I think you, you as a fan of Donovan Mitchell, would rather see them losing. I just, he, he just doesn't. This is not the Donovan that you're hurting right now. Yeah, I'm in pain because yeah. I don't like it's not. This is not you the turn Donovan. Off your phone, you're going to bed. Yeah, this is not the Donovan <laughs> that's going to propel them anywhere. He's playing like shit. He just doesn't want to be there. Just win game six for the home, for, you know, for the home crowd, mm-hmm. and get blown out game seven. It is what it is. On to the last second Oh, by round the way, series. the Warriors won. Yeah. So we want whoever. We don't care if it's Memphis. We don't care if your boy's over there in Minnesota town. We'll take whoever. And right, perfect that way. On to the last segment in the Western Conference, uh, talking about second round matchups. Warriors just advance. They're either going to face the Timberwolves or the Grizzlies, Grizzlies now. You know, before talking about this potential series matchup, I want to talk about the Grizzlies and Wolves because, you Great know, that, that's a series we haven't talked about much, and it's been awesome. Now, listen. Wolves are winning in seven. It's been my prediction all along. They should have won in four. You know, because five. yeah, they should have because they blew game three, historic it. collapse. They blew and then last game too. Last game, game five, they blew that as well. Yeah. Minnesota. I'm just gonna vent about them for a little bit because I think a lot of Timberwolves fans are gonna feel this grievance as well. They might feel is that this is the thing. Too. What we're looking at with Minnesota is a combination of a couple of things. Every game they've lost. They've been out-rebounded offensively by 4-plus. We saw Game 5, Brandon Clark, I mean, had... He's going crazy. He, the, the Grizzlies had 18 offensive rebounds in Game 5 to the Timberwolves 6. Cat has mentioned it that it's not easy to get these rebounds because oftentimes he's out of position, which has led Brandon Clark to be in position. Now, look, I'll just say this. I thought the officiating down the stretch of Game 5 was some bullshit. Yeah. John Morant getting those foul calls, I thought was BS. I thought Pat Bev getting fouled out was BS. It, I kind of felt like it. They were obviously favoring Memphis. Minnesota should have won it. The Grizzlies have been the only team to come back from two twenty-point deficits in the series in history. That alone shows me that Minnesota should should have won this series pretty easily. It should have been a five-game series, it's just not but it time. wasn't. Like I'll give credit to Memphis for not quitting, but this is more on Minnesota's inability to close out games. 
whenever you see them getting to the fourth quarter, and this has been happening all season, it's not just a this series thing. This has been happening all season way too often. They settle on shots late in games. They don't have a clear-cut offense. They don't have a clear-cut go-to guy, and that's why I tweeted the other day, Minnesota will not get over the hump until they understand Anthony Edwards is the go-to guy in these situations. And even him, too, sometimes he settles for shots he shouldn't settle for, but there's not enough ball movement late in these games. And Edwards mentioned it in a post-game interview where it's tough because D'Lo wants the ball, Cat wants the ball, Edwards wants the ball, and they just have to figure that out. But it's been the entire season that they haven't been able to figure out who's going to get the ball in those situations. I think right now, because of seniority, it should be Cat, but it should also be on a game-by-game basis. Game 5, Cat should have gotten the ball down the stretch. I believe so. They should have ran offense through Cat. Edwards made that fantastic three, but he didn't have his best game in Game 5. Cat was having the better game of everybody. I think D'Lo has to step up, and it's also just like, Missing rotations defensively and not being all the way there. Unnecessary gambles we saw with Anthony Edwards. Trying to get that steal on John Morant. Left Jared Vanderbilt on an island. It was going to be a lob or a layup. John Morant ended up laying it up. These are just these mistakes that are easily correctable that the Wolves have to correct. I think they win game six at home. And game seven, anything can happen. And I got the Wolves. I tweeted it. Claim your Wolves and seven tickets now. I don't want to hear none of that nonsense. I've been having the Wolves all series long. They're going to win. They should have won in five. They're, they are clearly better. the better team. Even if Memphis wins, I will not admit, because it's not true, that they're a better team than Minnesota. Minnesota is the better team, and it's showing. They just blow these leads. You need this but they're one, a better Kate. team. You need this one. And on to the Golden State thing. Oh, this should be similar. It doesn't matter who... It advances. I think Memphis is a better matchup for Golden State, but Golden State will beat either team, and it won't be much of a competition. You know, I, I don't. I don't even think at this point right now with the way Memphis is playing, I don't even think it'd be. I think it don't really matter Here the he matchup. Goes again. No, I'm serious, and I'm uh, I'm gonna go on my little spiel. You know what I'm saying? John Morant, get yeah, facts. Yeah. I got you, I got you, I got you. Or he's been wilding. He kept us over there for what? For the this, whole episode. I'm wait, s- this was mine. Or don't worry, bro. I got he has you. one. He has his own. Why'd you I, give him it's one? It's empty. That's why I'm. I'm like. I just seen you drinking. Coughing. I'm telling you, I ain't got nothing. You can have it because I don't even need nothing. I got a piss. So I don't even want. Real. It. Thank you. It's just going. Just mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's crazy though. But I ain't gonna say nothing too much about. Why it. do you think <laughs> I went over to get the water? I was I th- thirsty. I thought you was going. I, I'll, I'll give you half, bro. No, I'm, I'm good. I don't need no. No, don't worry. I'll give you, you half. Sure? Ooh, right. That hit. Just give give your analysis. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> you know what? I gotta pay respect to Minnesota, and I, I just I got to. I can't hate no more. You know what I'm saying? John Morant, they've done as There's good as. There's nothing to hate on. Why did you sound? Why did you sound like Birdman? I have no. Idea. I ain't gotta hate no more. <laughs> I don't have no idea. Uh, they've done as good a job on John Morant. As anybody as I've ever seen, you know, John Morant, his playmaking has been great, but he just cannot get to the rim. And shout out to Ja, he's not forcing anything. No. You know, he's not, if he doesn't. Uh, in some moments, it feels that for, way. For a guy who's not getting his shots, you would think he would force, 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 force. But some at times he's being patient. At times he's looking he's facilitating at facilitating, correct. Yeah, he's like, I, you know what? It's not going to be my night. I can't take too many shots. Unlike some other guy that we're going to get to later on tonight. But He's not taking a lot. He he's being patient, so I respect that by job. But they have done 
a great job on John Morant, and you see why this series is close. You do a great job on John Morant, and then you make it a series. You know, Jaron Jackson Jr. hasn't looked like the guy we want, we're expecting him to look yeah. like. He looks undisciplined. At times, he looks low on IQ. He just looks like he's out of place. And sometimes, even he plays funky. Steven Adams, he virtually becomes unplayable at times because he just can't guard cat like there's just nothing he could do brandon clark has been amazing in his stretches you know he's been solid and edwards he has his moments but he's overall been a really solid for them d sucks i'm sorry this man <laughs> has been ass and i love d game i really do i love d i think everybody loves d he's swaggy he got the style he's mad cool nonchalant like, he, he cool everybody likes d he's a good dude to like god he sucks like he's he's just not he's virtually and i get what you're saying it should be a game-by-game game basis, but I don't even think it should be that. It should just be Ant and Cat. D'Lo hasn't been good. It should just be straight Ant work or Cat work. That That's pretty much it. They've been the two best guys. Pat Bev, I even think, should sometimes get a little bit over D'Lo. He's been better, and John Moran is a fucking cone. It's embarrassing. <laughs> like it's, uh, chill, chill, chill. He's borderline Trey Young, and it's getting me mad. He's yeah. falling for the simple Stop. pump fake. Pat Bev keeps doing it. So, for me, like... You know what? It's tough, but I might go Minnesota in seven, bro. Wow. I've watched six games, wow. five games, pardon me, and they just look like the better team. They, they've literally been beating themselves with the lack of experience, the undisciplined plays, with the fact that they're not focused mentally. They, the 48 minute, they haven't been focused for a 48-minute game, and that's because I don't even want to say they're young because Cat and D'Lo aren't young, but that lack of experience in the playoffs does matter. People have to understand that. Chris Finch, he's still a young head coach. He doesn't have that experience. Yeah, that calling a timeout in the 20, not calling a timeout within in the 20 year run yeah, is ridiculous. He, they have to understand that. And they'll, they'll, they will get it in time. Memphis is another team, though. They're that's both not, still young. They're very both young teams. teams are young but you can tell Memphis is more experienced in the sense where they know that adversity is. They, they don't I wouldn't give say up. experience, they're smarter. You know, we, we argued about this in a group chat yesterday but, in the game. Anthony Edwards beat Ja on that late not, drive. He Clark did not. Helped. He did That's not. why he picked up his dribble. Ja was there with him step for uh, step. That layup Ja had was crazy. Bro. That game yeah, nah, he's nuts. I was like, oh my God. Edwards was about to body Let's, him right, and you know what? Him right you know, to the basket. So then seven. It's crazy. You just flipped. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? And I love Ja. That, I love Ja Murray. Everybody knows that. But you know what you have to give their acknowledgement to? Or... The acknowledgement to John Morant where he was struggling that whole. Oh, I'm hold. so sorry. Before I cut you off, just to quickly talk about the Warriors and the next two. All right, it doesn't matter. Memphis doesn't look like the team. And they don't look like the number two seed. They just look like a team that's not going to hold up. And Minnesota's too young. Yeah, Warriors. and the thing about Jaron Jackson is that he gets into his most foul trouble when a smaller lineup's on the floor. Yeah. Against Golden State, that's what's going to happen. So that's oh, why yeah. I think it's over for Memphis oh against God. Golden State. They put State. out DEFCON but 5. This is, the thing, this, is what I, this is what I wanted to say about that, um, about, you know, just Minnesota-Memphis, is that when we gave our analysis, both previewing the series, I told you guys, the key for Minnesota is keeping... Memphis off the glass, offensive rebounds, yep. and literally that's what's been killing them this series. Well, like I said, Memphis is the leading rebounders in the NBA. Okay, well, you want to know this thing about that? Stephen Adams has the highest offensive rebounding percentage in the NBA. He has not been playing this. But series. Brandon Clark has been fantastic. No, I understand that, but I'm just saying you that get Stephen Adams. The, the key to this series is rebounding. Yeah, and that Minnesota is giving Memphis so many extra possessions because they're not rebounding well. Like I, I mean, I agree with you, you know. And it's funny because not a sure take, bro. I you know, I, I told, I told, uh, I mean, 
if the audience doesn't know by now, like I read all the comments. I may not respond to them, but I read them. And it's funny because the Minnesota video did pretty well and it had a lot of comments and the Wolves in seven video. And it's just funny when I read the comments because obviously this is not how I feel, but the passion Minnesota fans have and I'm going to save like a more emotional speech for if they potentially lose because I love Minnesota fans. The passion these guys have and the way they've been backing me has been amazing. If you look at some of those comments, I'll be it's it's very disrespectful to you too. <laughs> I mean, people, they, they be so some of them be like, "Oh, it's clear Joel's basketball knowledge is just far one of them, more." One superior. of them was just like, "Joel, kick them both off." It was, just, <laughs> it was like, like "It's clear Joel is a mastermind who studies every single component of the game of basketball." So I'm saying you need this one. You need <laughs> this. this that one. happened. You know what's crazy? That also happened with you and the Rams. It was just the same thing. Like, I was reading the comments one day randomly, and it was just like, Drew's the only guy, man. Rams Nation. It's just like, it always, it's so fun to see stuff like that. Man. It is fun. Minnesota, man. You deserve it, though. This is your take, bro. You and I'm riding listen, your bus. Like I said, you need, you this is your bus. I'm hopping on your bus, bro. Wolves and seven, I apologize, man. Minnesota. Don't fold on me, though. Don't lose, because I'm going to get tight. Um, but I'll say this. I need to start off by giving John Moran his, his due diligence to start the game off as shaky as he did and to come down in the stretch of the fourth quarter and score 18 points with the game winner, it, it just speaks volumes to John Morant and, and his aggression, his character, his belief in himself. Shout out to John Morant. The performance he put forth was all-time great for the first round, of course. Now, for for the whole analysis of this series, I will say this. I need to give credit to Brandon Clark because he has dominated this series for the Grizzlies down low, averaging 16, 8 rebounds on 70% from the field this series. And the last game that they played, 21 points, 15 rebounds, 3 assists, 64% from the field. He has been great. But let's also give credit to Desmond Bain, who I have been consistently telling you guys is the real deal. 24 points per game, 48% from the field, 47% from 3, 90% from the free throw, about 2.5 yeah, assists and, and barely any turnovers. I'm looking at the Grizzlies, and you guys are, are pretty fair in, in what you guys are saying. The Wolves have folded two games that they should have easily locked up, and the Grizzlies have seized opportunity. I do believe that this series does go seven. This series has had seven written all over it, given the fact of how the Wolves look to dominate. Then you have game two. You have the Grizzlies come out and absolutely smoke the Wolves. And then you have a, a, a complete turnaround of Game 3 where the Wolves are dominating. Grizzlies come back, somehow win. Game 4, shout-out to, 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 uh, to the Wolves. They, they, they had control of that game pretty much the entire way. And Game 5, again, the Wolves choking it. Game 6 is going to be in Minnesota. I think Minnesota does win that game. Game 7, I don't see the Grizzlies losing. I'm looking at John Morant, and I feel like his energy is going to be completely different for a Game 7. And I'm looking at the supporting cast of the Grizz of the Grizzlies as a whole. It's been well more consistent than the Wolves. It's been the Carl Anthony Towns show and Anthony Edwards. They have been tremendous. Pat Bev has been really good. He has been, and, and I will definitely so, give him shout an out to Zaire Williams, the, the rookie. He's been good in the minutes he's gotten. So shout out to him for that. Like, okay, getting in, being a rookie, it's tough. Playoff atmosphere. He's been good in his minutes. But yeah, Pat Bev's been a dog. But, I ain't gonna lie. but you mentioned it perfectly. Stephen Adams coming in. You were expecting him to be the force down low. But given the fact that Carl Anthony Towns is really making it really hard for Stephen Adams to even be on the floor for Brandon oh, Clark to come yeah. in and step in the way I that seen he it has. early game one. It was early. For, like, oh, yeah. that's like, he made it very early. Like, get him off the court. But for Brandon Clark to come in and and still have the impact that he's had, it just speaks credit to him and how deep that this Memphis. Grizzlies roster really is. I think the Grizzlies do 
take Game 7 and, and do move on. Now, for the Warriors and Grizzlies, as I do see it, I think the Warriors are going to win that series. I'm going to have them win in 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 five games. It'll be a really good five games with some with some games leaning more towards the Warriors because the Warriors just have a, a crazy lineup right now. And, and I just got to acknowledge what's going over there in Golden State. That DevCon 5 lineup is legit. And, and with Curry being as selfless as he is and coming off the bench, he started tonight, correct? Yeah, 27. Ended the game. Six points. In two minutes, dude's a beast. Sorry, I had six to... points in two minutes. Eh. Jokic was going crazy though. He was like going back and forth. Respect, you know. And you got to give credit to Jokic. He he tried his hardest. I, I, I needed him to get one. Hardest. I told you. you I just needed one. I thought he get two. He yeah, was, yeah. he blew it, I man. They were all needed one. He got the one. I was he like, didn't blow it, but no, no. Of course, the Nuggets. They lost. It is what it is. They're not. They're, I mean, it's they're not on their levels. Yeah, exactly. Austin Rivers ain't going to do too no, much. No, but. I think the Warriors are just playing at a higher level of basketball right now, and you guys mentioned it perfectly. The matchup definitely leans Grizzlies, but even still, I think the lineup that the Warriors are running and how well that they're playing, and Klay Thompson coming back and really seems like he hasn't even missed a step. He has been brilliant this in this postseason so far. I'm expecting the Warriors to continue the hot streak. On to the last segment of the podcast. We're going to talk about some of the big stars and the criticism they've been receiving and whether or not it's fair or are they mostly false narratives and it's just getting overblown right now. So I'll start with you, Riv, because you talked about earlier in the show that you have a lot to say about Trey Young. So I'm curious to see what you got to say about Trey Young. Let's 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 use I want to use three players. Kevin Durant, Trey Young, Zach Levine. I want I want to use Kai's uh, not getting involved in there. Well, he's he already went on his spiel about Kyrie Irving. So I don't feel like you know fair. Yeah, he he handled that one. pretty He handled well. it perfectly. He did. I don't he feel did. like I need to say anything about that one. <laughs> Kevin Durant deserves to get criticized. Kevin Durant deserves to definitely get blamed. Kevin Durant deserves to get you know he he deserves the a, scrutiny. He deserves mm-hmm. the scrutiny. He definitely does. Kevin Durant is a prime time player. Kevin Durant is one of the four basketball best basketball players in the world. Kevin Durant is regarded as one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen in our lives. So he definitely deserves. Scrutiny, not because of the fact that, well, not only just because of how he played, but because he's he's been on record saying that he doesn't need to be coached. They don't need to be coached, and he's been on record saying like he want, he likes this style of basketball. And let's be realistic, like we said before, Boston ran a simple defensive scheme that Kevin Durant, being as great as he is, is where he is in his career now. We thought would be easily able to exploit that. He did it. So Kevin Durant deserves the blame, but in no way should we you know, forget who he is. You know, we still know Kevin Durant is one of the best basketball players in the NBA, but he definitely deserves to get scrutinized. Zach Levine is another one. You know, I feel like being at the age where he's at, you know, it's different for a young player. If they're 20 years old, 21 years old, 19 years old, walking into their first playoff, you know, run, it's different. You give them that leeway. But same thing I said with Devin Booker. At 26, 27 years old, you don't get that type of leeway. It's kind of like you go in, you got to show me something. And Devin Booker was one of those guys that showed me, bro, this, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. I'm here. And Zach Levine, as much as we want to call the injuries, and I'm one of the guys who I understand he's hurt, you've been playing hurt all year. So if you come into a playoff series, I expect you to come in ready to play. You've been, there is, you haven't made an excuse all year, you you decided you wanted to play. You was dealing with injury. I know you played like garbage. You weren't good. You were pretty passive defensively. You were okay, but your shot wasn't there. You weren't getting to your spots, and you just weren't being that number two guy. If I'm gonna be honest, Vooch was better than you in that series, and that's saying a lot because Vooch is really cooked. So he, he him being well. better than you, Vooch played well. Him being better than you kind of like looks at you funny, especially on the contract year. So and for Trey Young, this one's a tough one because. 
people have put this man, my my my, my fellow partner in crime to the left of me has put this man on the pedestal where he's better than Steph. Did he not have a better season than Steph? Don't, let me don't cut me off. Let me finish. You you'll get your moment. I'm telling you. He's better than Steph. He's the best point guard in the NBA. Debatable. Okay. If he's the best point guard in the NBA, what did I say about the Joker? You got to get me one, right? And you have to play well. It's 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 one thing for a superstar to lose to a better team. I can understand that. But you have to show me why you're considered a superstar. And Trey Young went into the series. He had 30 turnovers. 30 turnovers in five games. He did not play good at all. And I know people want to say this is the first time that this defense has, you know, he's seen this defense. Okay, that's fair to say. But you can still play better. You know, you can still He's saying his rushing shots. I don't see it like that. I see that Miami was just being aggressive with him. Miami, he couldn't switch. He couldn't find the mismatch. He was just getting bullied throughout the court. I think Trey Young definitely deserves, you know, some scrutiny because this year has kind of been funny for the Atlanta Hawks. You know, last year coming off ECF run, we expected big things. Not big things. We expected consistency. You make the playoffs. You'd be at least one of the good good teams in the East. You go into a Miami series. I expected you to play better, and I just feel like. The scrutiny definitely is deserved because not only did you play bad, you kind of play like shit. And if you're regarded as the best, Steph Curry has never had a series like that ever in his life. No matter if he was the favorite underdog against San Antonio, against Houston, he's never had a series that bad. Like that was it was it was worse than bad. Like that was an extremely piss poor series. He like he was really bad. he was not good. He was making poor decisions offensively. He was chugging shots. He was missing shots like you said that he usually makes, but also he was getting just locked up and it was just like Scrooney definitely deserves to be there, but I think people just kind of like pushed it too far where he's the best point guard in the league. I think people have to kind of like wait until the playoffs because the playoffs is and this is why I don't like making lists in the regular season, or I don't like switching up my stance in the regular season because a true superstar, the playoffs is the separator. It's the reason why we look at LeBron differently. It's the reason why we look at Kawhi Leonard differently. It's the reason why we look at these players differently because the playoffs is the separator for superstars. They're so close together. This is why you guys are looking at Tatum as that next step because the playoffs is the separator. And Trey Young being as that high level, it's it's hard for me to, this is why it was hard for me to put him up because I had to see it and I seen him wet the bed. Now listen, I'm I'm kind of I'm ecstatic with uh, any of these outcomes because, you know, Trey Young, I think he did have the best season for a point guard in the league this year. Uh, probably Luca, but all right, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to argue. Season and I mean, he definitely had a better year than Ja and Steph statistically. Um, but before the season and the off season, we had made a bet, Mister, about the Hawks being a first round exit. What? The Knicks had to be involved. It was the Knicks. Well, I said regardless, the Hawks would would lose in the first round. It was a two hundred dollar bet. I could have swore it was the Knicks. If I owe you two hundred, though. I owe you two hundred. <laughs> I thought I'll, the Knicks were involved. If it, I'll, I'll mm. is the, go if back and look. It's a video on TikTok. Yeah. So I'm a man of my word. I'll, I'll, go back, go and, back and, look. and look. And if it's a yeah. fact, I owe you two hundred dollars. Okay. I'm a man of my word. Okay. I, I, wouldn't I was even, high, I was high on that. Yeah, I wouldn't even mind if you don't give me the two hundred. I just like the bragging rights. No, but if you want to give it to me, that's fine. <laughs> We're about to be rich, bro. I need two hundred. <laughs> so, on to what I was going to say about these false narratives. Um, yeah, I think I mean you're definitely right. The playoffs do <clears throat> elevate some players, but it also is one of the biggest reasons why people overreact to things a lot. You know, um, Kevin Durant. People are overreacting to it right now. 
with how he played. Trey Young, I think a lot of it is overreaction. He's going to come back better next year. I this guy just led a team to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's not like called it a fluke. Okay, but it's not. I've seen him play well though. Yes, Rudy Gobert. That narrative has been following him all around <clears throat> Utah and for the past couple of years because in the playoffs they can't guard the perimeter and it gets blamed on Rudy. And that's why people view Rudy as a center who's not very good. Paul George, it happened with him in the bubble. And now we see what Paul George done since then. And not now, but early in the Nuggets and Warriors series, people were trash talking Nikola Jokic. So I think it leads to a lot of overreactions and Sometimes players just have off games off. They have for such games there. It's just things aren't clicking for Kevin Durant in the Boston series. I mean, help side everywhere. He went the Nets offense involves no movement. It was bound to happen. It really was bound to happen. Kevin Durant. There are some shots he should have made for sure, but what can you really do when your offense is just ISO and it's not, there's no movement on offense. He chose that. And Trey Young, it's a, it's a similar thing. I think we're seeing offenses that are revolved around one player not work. And it, it's been that way for a long time. But Trey Young, it's him on offense and nobody else. Because of that, you saw what happened when you, you face an elite <clears throat> defensive team. So I think, you know, some of the criticism is fair for sure. But I think a lot of it gets overblown. And we kind of get to the point where uh, it's overreactionary. Like with Charles Barkley calling Katie a bus rider and – diminishing what he accomplished that's not overreactionary it's an overreaction when you are seen on a video praising him and he literally said word for word that was one of the best finals performances i've ever seen yeah he did so if you say that and then three years later because he loses in the first round to a team you are now taking all that away from him because of that i think it is overreactionary i think that it sucks that i have to play and Trey this. young did get them one by the way, he did. He, he did. did. He did. It was, uh, honest to God, like I'm not even trying to be funny. Outside of that game winner, which was amazing, he's playing like shit. Yeah, he he had two twenty point games in the series, but he had a good. He had you 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 you're excited about? Did you check the efficiency? He was come on. Let's be realistic. He played like shit for five straight games. No, he didn't. Not for five straight. Not five. Uh, I'll tell you what. He what, played three and a half. No, four four and three quarters. He played very mediocrely three quarters of that game. In the fourth quarter, he played really well down the stretch. Game Fair. two, he had 25, 6, and 7. Game, Check game the turnovers. three, he had 24, 4, and 8. What was the turnovers? Efficiency was good, though. I Which believe. one? Um, Both. Both game game two and game three. How many turnovers? I'm curious. I'll, I don't I'll look at the turnovers. You, you can give me. All right, so I hate to play like the fence here, but in this specific sense, yes, there are some times where I agree with the criticism, and then there's sometimes that the the narratives are definitely false. And, and I never will defend Kevin Durant, but for this one specifically, for any LeBron supporter like myself, that ten that turnovers is, that, game two, oh. oof, that that is a LeBron fan that is trying to that compare the 2018 season that that postseason oh, yeah, run yeah, against yeah. the Celtics as to this postseason run against yeah. the Nets uh, with the Nets and the Celtics. Can we, I, I don't want to see that because then we're, we're really reaching. All right. And, and as a LeBron fan, as someone who really prides themselves as, as being a, a, a great fan of LeBron James, it really does kill me to, to have certain fans come out and, and make our, make our reputation look as bad as it is because some LeBron fans really do go over the top and that was over the top, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I wasn't expecting Kevin Durant to play better game one, right? We left we left that game with the with the 
with the idea that Kevin Durant's not going to play that bad for the rest of the series. That's his one game. Game two happened, and we saw Kevin Durant play similarly. There's no way he'll play bad. And, and there's no way that he's gonna. it's going to happen a third time. Then it happens a third time where he only takes 11 shots. And game four, shout out to him. He definitely came to play, but we were expecting him in that fourth quarter with Tatum out of the game, fouled out, and the game tied that KD and or Kyrie would be able to close that game. Because I was told by Kyrie Irving that he finally had someone that could close games as well as he can. Mm. And there was four games where they could have both closed and they did not. Game one specifically is another example where they were up three points with less than a minute and they lost that game somehow. Now for Trey Young's case, this one is more so on some criticism because there were some moments where he really did look bad. He was making very poor decisions on on shot selections, even facilitating the basketball. He was doing a bad job of reading defenses where he thought the help side was coming, so he's passing the ball, but then the help is dropping back, and they're able to just deflect passes. They they were doing a great job against him, but even still, a lot of it was on Trey Young and his his mental uh, capacity for the game and how it was transpiring in front of him. I do give him a little bit of, of... of criticism for that, but I do also understand that his supporting cast right now is not suited for his style of play. They need more physical guys. They need guys that he could rely on offensively, and right now they don't have that. And against a Miami team that defensively is as great as they are on switching, it's very tough for, for Trey Young to really do anything when his game is predicated on dribbling past people when you really can't do that against Miami. Now, for Zach Levine... This, to me, is 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 pretty false narrative for me personally because he's been hurt, and he's really been fighting through it, and you see it in his efficiencies. You see it how he has been a consistent over the last two seasons, a 50-40-85 ball player. And this season, we saw the efficiency take a hit where he was around 45, 36. 38. 30, 30, really, 38? The guy's a beast. But regardless of that, we still saw a a regression, not a regression, but a a slight decline in his efficiency and just his aggression as a whole. He was being a little bit too passive for my liking, and you could tell that he really was not in the normal Zach Levine body that we've seen over these last couple of seasons. And so I definitely don't like to, to put too much scrutiny on him for the fact that his body just was not capable to to withstand being put through a series against a Milwaukee team that is just a solid unit, especially when Drew Holiday was coming to play defense on him. It was tough to ask of him. But when you're hurt, you're hurt. And and I'm not putting too much scrutiny on you if you are injured. But if you are 100% good to go and and there are strong expectations on your shoulder and you don't live up to it, I'm going to criticize. I'd be very hesitant to pay Zach Levine. Mm. He's already tore his ACL. He's going to have another knee surgery. What, 26? Yeah, I I at 26, come on, that's fine. Two knee surgeries at 26, 26 years old. No, I, I'm you're right. You're right. That's crazy. That's He's still 26 years old. To pay him though, max money? No, nah, I I would I'd personally Well, pass he hasn't on made that. an all NBA, so he's you probably guys have, make don't, You guys 30. don't have a choice, but I mean, I'd people pass. are looking at the maxes, but look at other players that's got the max. You know, he's not getting a super max. Like, if he gets Julius Randle's contract plus a little bit more. He'll, he's probably gonna, he's going to get a little bit more, more than, yeah. than that. So and I'm not I, upset I, at I, that. I wouldn't mind paying He's been consistent. If, he was, if it was a super max, I wouldn't pay him. I'm not going to lie. Super max, I'm not giving he's, him money. Listen, we, super max like Rudy Gobert money. I'm not we, giving him We've that. seen Levine be Levine when he's healthy. It was cle- Yeah, but super it was, max is crazy. No, no, super max, no. Well, let's not talk about that. 
He hasn't made an All NBA to to earn a, a no, super max. He's a max. He's yes, gonna, correct. He's gonna get the max money. Realistically, no player deserves a super max. I start off like maybe like three, four. Steph Curry deserves super max. Yeah. James Harden, Houston deserves super max. But like Curry is taking less money though. Not not okay. Like I'll tell you this: Jokic deserves super max, and You said sp- certain players, so I'm just gonna name Embiid. Jokic not. deserves and B deserves it. All right, you're right. That's fair. Giannis, Giannis, without a doubt. Steph Curry, without a doubt. LeBron, without a doubt. But they can't get super. No, no. Though. I'm just thinking. I'm just saying off cool. the top of my head. Luka, well, LeBron can't. Luca, Luca yeah, Doncic. You have to be with no, you're right. You have to be seven the team for, for Luka, Mad Long. Luca, Steph, Luca, Giannis, the Joker, and Jokic. You said Jokic. Yeah, yeah. Those are the four that are super max. Like whoa, you throw him the money, no hesitation. In order Devin to get Booker, super, I would give to, super max. In order to beat what? what I would give f- super max to Devin Booker. Fifty mil. I would give. I would give him. I'm like. Devin Booker's not getting 50 mil out of me. I love Devin Booker, but that's crazy. Devin Booker's not getting 50 mil out of me. Devin Booker's one of the best scores in the NBA. Devin Booker's not getting... If that's the case, I'm throwing 50 mil at Bradley Bill. Stop it. You know it's different. Devin Booker isn't getting 50 mil out of me, bro. I'm sorry. I would give it to him. If you're not top 10, I don't think you deserve to get 50 mil. But he is fringe top 10. I said if you're not officially top 10, don't get 50 mil out of You can make the argument he's 10. I got him at 11. Me, personally. So, come on. Or it's, again, fringe 10. If T- so, Tatum gets the Supermax for you. Yes. Okay, fair. That's fair. I mean, in order to uh, be eligible, you got to stick with a team for like seven plus so, years. Tatum. Yeah, you got to make an all-NBA. Mm-hmm. T- Booker and Tatum. The, these guys Booker are probably going to get, get I'm just saying. Well, he's going to get one this season. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. So this is going to do it for episode 175 of the Pick Side podcast. Let's acknowledge what time it is so you, the guys know that we grind for y'all. Talk it is 103. 103 in the morning. Yeah. This is for y'all. We dropped this content for y'all. You can follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at Pick Side Podcast, on Twitter at Pick Side Pod. Buy our merch Flex on our that. website. Look how cute my boy yes. looks right now. Pick Side hoodie, Mm-mm-mm. Pick Side.com, Pick Side Podcast.com. Shout out for the boys. Shout out to the boys to give me this jersey. I'm going to put it up in the rafters, not with the Steph Curry jersey. <laughs> and, and probably never wear it again. <laughs> yeah, nah, this is not getting <laughs> Yo, it looks tough. It looks tough. Probably probably next, if we, if we, when we go, because we're going to eventually go back to a Brooklyn game, I'll throw it on. Real. That's real. So, but unless he's not on the team. I was going to say. So thank luck. you for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time.